Blog Talk Radio. The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike production. If we only had control of the moments, we'd have you for one more laugh. Your real desire for the sport of harness racing gifted us with all-American narrations, including Holborn Hanover and Art Official's stunning upsets. You proved you were a blue chipper with your very first pace call, the Panderosa in the Meadowlands pace in 149 and 3. You were certainly artistic, fella. And whether you wiggled and jiggled or rock and rolled, even if the roll was with Joe, it was very well said. May the south wind blow and your captain row at Mach 3 speed. He's watching thee, our friend, Sam McKee. affair going for just over $700,000. Will Stay Hungry, last week's elimination winner, prove to be a victor, or will a upsetter like American History, Courtly Choice, Nutcracker, Sweet, or Think Big, Dream Big, Reign Supreme? We'll find out here in just a little bit. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America Live from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. It's Meadowlands Pace Night, and Mike, I'll tell you what, what a night of racing. It has been so far. Yeah, no question about it. I don't think a whole lot of surprises. Hanalor Hanover looked very good earlier on. So too did uh, Feyotosif. Uh, my selection just walked on. It wasn't my long shot yes, of the night, by was. the way. Mike Carter, like Hanalor Hanover, was your <laughs> long shot of the night. But uh, nonetheless, it's uh, not only a big day, obviously, for post time with Mike and Mike. Just uh, great to be here, but a great day for the Meadowlands in general. Opening day of sports betting here. And uh, Mike, uh, you were calling the baby races earlier today. We had a chance to actually see the very first wager that was made here at the Meadowlands, and it was $100, uh, $100 on the New York Yankees doing the World Series, and that is certainly a $100 bill that that young lady will never see again. <laughs> Listen, if my Indians have anything to say about it, they will not win that. Uh, that uh, so we'll see what happens. No, it's going to be very interesting, but a good day for the Meadowlands. And Mike, I'll tell you what, let's not kid ourselves. In order to have harness racing healthy, we have to have the Meadowlands healthy. And you know, it's it's not slot machines, but it's certainly something. And uh, hopefully, that'll uh, continue to give us opportunities to enjoy the sport we love right here at the Mecca. Yeah, for sure. Well, the Meadowlands pace, Mike, we talked about it a little bit in the open, sets up to be one of the best Meadowlands paces of all time. But stay hungry, Mike, who draws the rail here with uh, driver Doug McNair. 
One by three quarters of a length last time out. I'll tell you what, Stay Hungry definitely looks tough. Yeah, this is a great, great field. As a matter of fact, Mike, I have to tell you that I've talked to about eight or nine people, the handicappers, throughout the course of the day here leading up to the Meadowlands Pace, which is coming up in race number eight. We're two minutes away from race, race five right now, by the way. But you talk to eight or nine different people, and you get eight or nine different answers. This is a wide, wide open affair. This is going to be an unbelievable race. It's going to be a game of cat and mouse. It's going to be very interesting to see, you know, who leaves, who doesn't leave, who's going to get that good tactical position. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I think everybody is capable of winning this race with the best. And it makes for a great betting race, very competitive race. And look at this on the Meadowlands feed right now, <laughs> our man Garnett Barnsdale, who will be joining us uh, on this uh, broadcast along with Jeff Scott and, and uh, many others. He's down there with Dave Brower right now, probably talking about my long shot, your long shots, but those have been handled or handled. Well, listen, we all took turns uh, down there on the Meadowlands set. Thanks to Meadowlands for having us uh, down on the set with Dave Brower and Gabe Pruitt. But for more on Stay Hungry, here's our, the third member of our broadcast team, our Water Circle correspondent, Jessica Otten. All right, Jessica, take it away. Hey guys, um, thanks for having me back at the Meadowlands. My pick of the 2018 um, Meadowlands page is the one stay hungry, not only because I'm a Doug McNair, Tony Alanya fan, but I really do think that he um, really raced well in his elimination race. I know he didn't race all that incredible in the final at the Pocono, but I just don't think he had that explosion that he did here in the last race at the Meadowlands. Um, he came a big last quarter, 25 and 3 at the end of it. Um, and 149, I like that he draws post one because he can kind of control the race a little bit. I mean, it does uh, set up to who leaves and who doesn't leave, but he really can pick wherever he wants to go out of post position one. All right, Jessica, thanks so much. And uh, listen, Mike, uh, the fifth race is coming up next. We're going to take a, a quick timeout before they come out of the track for the fifth race. We're going to kind of dissect the field and talk about race number five. got post time with Mike presented by America. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, live at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where we're closing it on Post Time for race number five. The fifth race is the Mistletoe Shilling, going a mile and an eighth for three-year-old Phillies, and this is going to be a good one. Three-year-old Philly Pacers, once again, it goes a mile and an eighth, Mike Carter, up to a field of 12, which means we have two trailers, number 11, Alexis Power, and 12, Wisdom Tree. This is a wide-open race, in my opinion. They like kissing in the sand, four to five, mostly based, I believe, on that where she overcome that park mile to get the job done. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Let's take a look at the field, Mike. The one serene stride, trader Mark Carter and driver Corey Callahan had a tough uh, go of things in the Lynch final. 
but Serene Stride, uh, it's going to be 47-1 to if you win with this one. Number two, three-old Philly by Better's Delight, pass line, blue chip, on by Legacy Racing of Delaware, Joel and Diane Helper, and trained by Wayne Gibbons. Vic Kirby is in the bike. Pass line, blue chip was the second place finish at Harris Philadelphia last time to obvious blue chip, who come back to win in sub-150 at Harris Philadelphia yesterday. Three, I'm Trigger Happy, is trying to give Doug McNair one of many stake victories here on the program. Trained by Ross Krogan, was eighth in the Lynch uh, final after being third in the Lynch elimination. Number four, Believe in Me, on by Bay Pond Racing. Trained by Brett Pelling, the Hall of Famer. Dave Miller is in the bike. Believe in Me, uh, not really a stakes uh, familiar. Was a third-place finisher in the Lismore final against Alexis Power, who was in this race and draws post number 11 from the second tier. Number five is Kissing in the Sand. And, Mike, we talked a little bit about uh, that effort in the Lynch at Pocono Downs. We'll get to that in a second. She was parked out every step there. Trained by Nancy Johansson. Scott Zeron is in the bike. Number six, Major Special Lady, three-year-old filly by Sunbeach somewhere, is uh, owned by Burke Racing. Weaver Brusemi, Jerry and Teresa Silva Stables. Ron Burke trains. Brett Miller will drive. She hasn't hit the board in her last four starts. Last time she hit the board was a third-place finish. The non-one is a three at Harris, Philadelphia. She is a big long shot in here. Seven, you are my candy girl, trained by Ron Burke. Yannick Jingra will direct, uh, was second by a neck in the Lynch final after winning a division of the Lynch elimination. Number eight is San Sabina Hanover. Driver Luis Philippe Oz already had a couple of long shots that have hit the board here today. All by Burke Racing, Silver Purnell and Libby, Michelle Yannick and Weaver Brusemi. Another Ron Burke charge. Last time she hit the board was three starts back against Sidewalk Dancer and Alexis Power. Another long shot, especially from her four post. Nine cuts like a knife will uh, have an outside chance. Uh, qualified pretty well, Mike, back on July uh, se- 7th was second in 152-2. and two. That back quarter in 26-3 and three makes her look a little tough. Number 10, Double-A Mint, another Ron Berg charge in here, owned by Dandy Farms, Silver Purnell, and Libby Weaver-Brusemi. Matt Kikaley will drive. It's very good to see Matt Kikaley back in the bike after that injury suffered a couple of months ago. Was second to You Are My Candy Girl in the Lynch elimination, but does get a very unfortunate draw here tonight. Number 11 is Alexis Power. And Alexis Power, Mike, is a horse I haven't really liked all that much. Gets Tim Tietrich back in the bike for trainer Jim Campbell. Number 12, Wisdom Trio by Tom Pollock and Jeffrey Colifer. Uh, Ed Hart's the trainer. Andy McCarthy's the driver. She is working on a three-race win streak. She won the Nadia Lobel last time. She really made a name for herself in New York Sire Stakes action by uh, winning a few of those very impressively. Right now, she is 7-2 to two on the board, but who knows what post-12 will bring. You know, post-11 and the 12, Mike, is always a concern, but you never really – I don't feel like it's that big of a disadvantage. Obviously, I think it's more of a disadvantage to post-8, 9, and 10 than it is to the uh, second-tier markers, especially because their speed – to the inside of pass line blue chip. But uh, listen, our man Dave Brower likes number 12 wisdom tree. I think he's on the right track here in race number five. Yeah, Gabe Prune and Ken Morgan both going with number five, kissing in the sand. And I'll tell you what, she is tough not to like off the uh, last effort especially. And even the uh, effort two starts back in the uh, Lynch elimination uh, where she beat Sidewalk Dancer is a pretty nice horse as well. I mean, she hasn't finished worse than second in her last five starts. She is the emerging three-year-old Philly pacing star and I think uh, she could really cement herself tonight a little bit. And right now, she is a big-time favorite at 4-5, to five, but beatable, though. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not, like, she's unbeatable here. I'm trying to get my mic out. I'm not saying she's unbeatable, but from that effort last time out, Mike, it's really hard to go against her. I mean, she was parked every step. We talked to Trader Scott Zeron uh, at the um, at the Lynch last week, and he, he said, top of the stretch, he was racing for second. He did not think he was going to get by. 
So I'll tell you what, uh, you know, four to five is a tough price, but listen, I might take even money on uh, Kissing in the Sand. Really can't tell about how the track bias is do, uh, developing. I mean, you've had four races. You've had a couple of trucks. One came from uh, off the ra- off the uh, pace in Fayetosev. The others were on, but Hannah or Hannah, you can't really count that. She could do whatever she needs to do. So uh, really don't really know how the track's playing yet, but if the track is playing towards speed, you can kind of look for number two, Pathline Blue Chip, perhaps as a horse to share here. Like we said, this horse finished second to Obvious Blue Chip. Obvious Blue Chip was a horse that was purchased uh, by uh, trainer Gareth Dowd's connections from uh, the Millers, I believe, Julian Andy Miller, and his one-two straight has been very, very impressive at Harris, Philadelphia. So now Pathline Blue Chip faces strictly three-year-old Philly. She could be a little bit better. She was out of position in the Lynch elimination, a race that I, she just couldn't win with nine wire-to-wire winners of 59-to-1. I thought she raced okay. Second time, Vic Kirby. I think Pathline Blue Chip has a chance to share at good odds right now, 80-to-1. Listen, how cool would it be for trainer trainer Wayne Givens and driver Vic Kirby to win this race? Those guys from uh, Delaware. That's right. And I'll tell you what, they're making it quite a name for themselves, not only down there, but up here as well. A couple of weeks ago, tra- uh, driver Vic Kirby took a very, very frightening spill at Harris, Philadelphia, aboard Bad Gamer nearing the half. And uh, you know what? He, he it didn't look good there for a while, but he bounced back up. Yeah, I'll tell you, Vic Kirby's one tough dude. And a really good guy. He's been on this show a couple of times, and right now he's up to 99 to 1. Certainly not saying player on top, but you certainly may <laughs> want to use her underneath, maybe with Kissing in the Sand and a number 12 Wisdom Tree. But look at this crowd as we're on the countdown clock now, 50 seconds to post. This crowd is outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice crowd. And uh, listen, it, 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 they all really showed up, Mike, for the big races here tonight. What a card that uh, the guys here at the Meadowlands have put together. I got to tell you, it's uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the night brings. All right, so Mike Carter's going to have to go double dip. Mike, you are working for about eight different companies right now. <laughs> you are wearing a man of many hats. I'll tell you what, and this is why, this is why you're the Rising Star Award winner right tonight. If you guys haven't seen Mike Carter in action in one of these live events, you are truly missing it because this guy, I'm going to tell you what, Mike, you are just an unbelievable machine on a night like this. And I mean it, dude. That, that, that's why that's why you are where you are and you're going places, my friend. I appreciate it, man. I'm going to line up the camera and uh, let you uh, take the control of uh, until we get ready to go to the gate here. Oh, boy, you're putting in very, very unsteady hands. Four to five right now on number five. Kiss it in the sand. Uh, we're going to send it up to uh, the voice of the Meadowlands, the fine voice of the Meadowlands, Ken Walkinson here in just a moment. But you're getting four to five right now on number five. Kissing in the sand. She looked very, very good on the racetrack. Uh, she's going to be very tough to beat if she brings to the dance what she brought in the last couple of times. But once again, that could be a two-edged sword. You know, you see these efforts, these hard-trying efforts, tough trips, you know, and you get a couple of them in a row, and, you know, perhaps they could take their toll. So we'll see uh, if that's the case for number five, Kissing in the Sand, or if she does live up to the four to five billing. Three to one right now, number seven, you are my candy girl. We haven't talked about her a whole lot. She's a million-dollar pacer, and uh, she's definitely got the back class. She's going to be forwardly placed by driver Yannick Gingra. Three to one on number 12, Wisdom Tree. This is her opportunity. I mean, she's kind of been hidden in the New York Sire Stakes. This is kind of her opportunity now to step out. Can she overcome post 12? You never know what kind of trip you're going to get from that second tier. Right now, she is four to one on the board. We're going to send it up right now. They're going a mile and an eighth to the voice of racing here at the Meadowlands, Mr. Ken Warkinson. Enjoy the call. Three to five on the five. Kissing in the sand. Three to one on the seven. You are my candy girl. And four to one on 12. Wisdom trees. The field of 12. Three-year-old Philly Pacers line up for the Mistletoe Jolly. Race five going a mile and one eight. Here they come. 
And they're off, kissing in the sand, fires up from between horses as I'm trigger happy, goes off stride, and uh, blasting off, it was Sansovina Hanover right to the top, serene stride to the inside second. You are my candy girls coming on with kissing in the sand, urged on between horses. Pass line blue chip is fourth, believe in me is fifth as they race into the first turn. From the second tier, Alexis Power is next in six, followed by Wisdom Tree from the second tier, and she edges to the outside on that first turn. Then it's Major's Special Lady at the back of the pack. Pass line on the inside, or rather that's Cuts Like a Knife, who's third to last. Then it's a double A mitt and a gap of two lengths to I'm Trigger Happy, who broke at the start. At the opening quarter, it was 26 and three. It's Kissing in the Sand, and Scott Ziron sets up shop there with that one. You are my candy girl under a tight rein, pockets up and bump drafts the helmet across the back stretch. Sense, Sovina Hanover off to a quick start, gets the third position here. Serene Stride is fourth. Pass line, blue chip is fifth. The outside, believe in me, starts up sixth on the outside with Alexis Power. And then it's Major's special lady on the rail, getting into the flow, Wisdom Tree on the outside. Followed by Double A Mint and Cuts Like a Knife on the outside. And I'm Trigger Happy Trails. 55 and 1 was the rated half onto the far turn. Kissing in the sand is the target here. It's You Are My Candy Girl second. Believe in me and Dave Miller into third on the outside. Stride for stride there with Sansovina Hanover locked in fourth. Also locked in is Serene Stride. Alexis Power second up. Sets up a three-wide bid now, tracking Believe in Me's live cover. And Deuce popping now. You are my candy girl coming after Kissing in the Sand. It looks to take them all the way. Three-quarter time, 124. Well-rated here. Kissing in the Sand. Scoots on by two and a half three. You are my candy girl with dead aim is drifting out of bid. Sensovina Hanover on the inside for minor spoils. Alexis Power trying to close in with the mile in 150 and four. Clear sailing for Kissing in the Sand. And the whistle goes to three. Wisdom Tree, 204-1. 204-1 for the eighth of a mile, number five, Kissing in the Sand. She had an easy lead. She was never really challenged. Once she got that second quarter in 28-3, and three, that was lights out. The middle half wasn't very fast as well. Uh, they went the middle half in 57-2. and two. After that, that was it. It was just lights out. You are my candy girl. Had the trip there to be second. A photograph for third. It looks like number 11. So once again, kiss the sand. And you get trip like that, Mike. You get the easy lead, and you get the easy fraction of that caliber. Simply not going to lose. Yeah, not at all. I think they uh, let her kind of shake loose on the lead. She was 26 to three in the first quarter. But what I was really surprised about is this three-quarter time, Mike. You know, normally in these races, we've seen, especially the Pacers, go three quarters in 22, 23, give or take. But I'll tell you what, they really let uh, Kissing in the Sand go here, and she raced extremely well off of that effort. Uh, the uh, layoff, or excuse me, the week or so layoff uh, really kind of helped her out. Yeah, and certainly did. There's uh, there's your second tier, Mike, for third and fourth. Number 11, Alexis Power finished third. 12, Wisdom Tree finished fourth. Wisdom Tree had a really tough trip, Mike. I mean, she's, she's used to being near the front. She can close a little bit. But uh, when you're asking her to come third over, uh, against those fractions, that, that's just not happening. Yeah, not at all. You know, she's one of those, like we said, she's got to be close to the lead. And I really thought pass line blue chip was going to leave out of there a lot faster. And, boy, I'll tell you what, once Kissing in the Sand got to the top, there was just no catching. No question about it. So congratulations to the connections of Kissing in the Sand. We're going to try to catch up with them with our roving reporter, Jessica Otten. And uh, we'll do that after this timeout. Are you ready for a break, Mike? All right, Mike's running the studio. Mike's running a lot of different things here today. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We're live from the Meadowlands. 
The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, Warhorse, and the Pacing for the Cure 2 Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick and a coast home champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018, coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there, foiled again, dead game, clear vision laid on the outside, Pet Rock on the inside, photo finish, foiled again at Pet Rock together, Mike Bozich here along with Mike Carter for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a wheelchair or scooter? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application. If eligible, you may receive funding. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Are you a harness racing trainer, driver, or owner? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2017 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2018 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through October 31st. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers, trainers, and owners. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Shaleen goes to number five, Kiss It in the Sand. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter, Jessica Otten, and Garnett Barnsdale will be joining us. We're going to have a lot of people joining us here throughout the course of the day. You know how we do it. Mike, we've got a lot of people that join us throughout the course of these broadcasts. I'm sure Derek Gibner will stop by, Jason Settlemore, Jeff Garrell at some point. And Mike, I'll tell you what, it was a special day here for the Meadowlands. We talked a little bit about this, but today, of course, was the first day of sports wagering here at the Meadowlands. FanDuel will be kind of uh, running that, taking care of the sports wagering, and they had a really, really good crowd, an anxious crowd to make those bets here today. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun to kind of see. We got here at, what, 9, 9.30, something along those lines, and the line was out the door already uh, for people waiting to uh, sports wager. But it, what the coolest part of that was, Mike, was the fact that we were able to get to see some of the, uh, you know, some of the people right up front get to make their bets. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a cool little thing. Me and Garnett actually cashed a wager already tonight. That's so uh, Garnett and I, uh, three to one odds on the Mets. Go Mets! Uh, you had to, you had to have at least two bucks on that. Anyway, uh, prices are posted. Kissing in the Sand returns three forty to win, two forty to place, and two twenty to show. 
You are my candy girl for the second, 320-240. Number 11, Alexis Power was third, 520. You're exact at $9.80. And your winning trifecta, I guess not terrible, $41.60. We'll uh, have some more prices for you in just a moment. I know Garnett uh, wanted to talk just a little bit about that pick four. We'll try to touch base with him. I know uh, he wanted to p- uh, put together a ticket. Uh, the Meadowlands Pace is race number eight here tonight. Right now we're 11 minutes away from race number six. So the Meadowlands Pace is going to come up quick. And like we talked about, Mike, it is a very, very wide open affair. Yeah, it's definitely wide open. When we get to the Meadowlands Pace, we're probably going to spend 20 minutes discussing it because there's a ton of pace scenarios that could happen during the Meadowlands Pace. And it's a race I cannot wait for because I feel like maybe you're going to get a little bit of a price. No question about it. I think there's some value to be had. I know it's been kind of chalky early. I think we've kind of expected that. You know, we're always looking for prices. But sometimes you can't overlook for prices, Mike. Sometimes you got to take what they're given. And actually, where we've seen some prices tonight, we've seen some prices on the bottom end. Some long shots running second. The Fayetosev race with the long shots second, Mike, that exactly paid over $200. Yeah, you know, Garnett and I kind of have this discussion all the time. You can make money with one to nine yes, shots. Yes, you can. You can make money with one to nine shots. I don't care what anybody says. You can make money with a favorite. Thing that we're gonna, you know, that you know, you have to do on a night like tonight, where it could be potentially chalky, is to kind of figure out who is gonna finish second. Come on in here. Come on in. We're gonna try to get Jessica. You know what? Actually, John, hold on a second, because we're gonna try to get Jessica in here. She's got an interview down there with us. And uh, Rich Matei's doing TBG tonight, by the way. We've got, uh, we've got. a lot of people doing a lot of different things. So post time of Mike and Mike alums, they're they're growing up, Mike. They're yeah, growing they up are. a little bit. You know, they're gonna go on and do great things, and uh, you know, we'll we'll be sitting here. But uh, nonetheless, uh, is Jessica going to try to get somebody or no? She's out. Okay, so Jessica Cotton's gonna go to the paddock. We're gonna bring in John Vernags. A lot of people don't know who John Vernags is, Mike, but John Vernags is a handicapper here at the Meadowlands. He has done very very well, and he is our back to back George Morton Levy contest. Memorial winner. So we're going to bring him on in just a few minutes. He's going to talk a little bit about who he likes in the Meadowlands place, uh, pace. Plus, uh, Garnet Barnsdale is going to join us as well. Race number six is coming up next. We're nine minutes away from a start. It is the Stanley Dancer Memorial. Three-year-old open. A good field of eight. A lot of people thought that their best bet was in this race, and that's number eight, six-pack. And right now, he is getting bet off the proverbial board. First flash, four to five. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Six Pack has been ultra dominant uh, over the last couple of weeks, Mike. And I'll tell you what, that six, excuse me, second place effort in the build of Crystal Fashion. I mean, he just got nailed in the stretch. I think that uh, Six Pack could rebound from post eight here tonight. There are some question marks here, though. Jimmy Tactor trains Taekwondo, a horse that we know very little about, for his second in the overnight. A good close to uh, Hattrick Habits. Second over rallied was the line there. Obviously, you would think that Jimmy Tactor would not put Taekwondo in a particular race like this if he didn't feel that the source had a chance to win. We're going to talk about that in a moment right now. Seven to one on the board. Right now we're joined here. Sit down, my friend. Sit down. You always, we like to have people with money on the show. And uh, our guy right now is the one and only John Fernags. And uh, I got him. Go ahead. You can let that rest out. Johnny, you have, you are back to back defending champion in the George Morton Levy tournament that we had at post time of Mike and Mike. The first year it was 32 the second year, you went through a field of 63 others. And uh, this next time, we're going to have to handicap you a little bit. We might have to make you go through some kind of other way. because. Uh, but, you're, but, you're, but, but first of all, before we talk about that, tell us about some of the hits that you've had over the last couple of days. They've been pretty impressive. Uh, three, two weeks ago, I ended up taking a whole pool of Yonkers for the pick five. I paid 2400 And then last night, 
we took uh, the big five here, and it, so we got four out of five ten times. So I'm on a little hot streak. It's not funny about being wrong. We had you on the show before, and guest on the Thursday show. I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but I want to talk to you a little bit about construction of tickets. Obviously, that is very important when attacking these pick fours and pick fives, how you put your tickets together. What's the first thing you do you look for when you just and say to yourself that you're going to play a pick four or pick five? I try to find me. Like, I try to see what a single is. That's what I go for right off the bat. And the pick five tonight, I think it was. I think it's going to be pretty chalky. And look, look right now, it, it is. Uh, single kissing in the sand. She was she was best at Pocono, and yeah, you know, it's it's just about constructing. Like the ticket I played last night, I went five deep because it was a two-year-old trot race, and he got lucky. Then three by three by three by single. I loved Green Shoe. Uh, the horse broke, and gapped like 11 lengths. If you watch the race, Mike, and flew by the field like she was standing still. So I was impressed. Sears did a great job last night, and thank you, Sears. <laughs> what kind of budget do you look for when you play pick fours and pick fives? Are you willing to play pretty much any amount to try to get the job done, or do you kind of try to limit yourself? Uh, depends if there if there's a carryover, I invest more. But if there's not a carryover, it all depends what like the field size and like like Meadowlands tonight. There was it's chalky, very chalky tonight. So I played a twelve dollar ticket, and that's pretty much it. So it's it's on and off depending if there's a carryover. Hey, I'll invest like sixty dollars, and that's why I invested last night. It was worth it because you got the payout. Johnny, let's talk a little bit about the Meadowlands pace. Now I see a lot of shirts with a corn cob on them walking around here <laughs> at the, the Meadowlands. As a matter of fact, I see one a couple doors down with our good friend Garnet Barnsdale. Uh, what train are you riding on? You know, I still as a two-year-old last year I followed State Hungry. This year he's been a little bit a little bit disappointing, and I, I actually talked to Dougie last Saturday, and he's also been like the way he like the way he looked, and we were talking about him. He looked disappointed too. So he second over last week, got a good trip. Hopefully he can get a good tri- trip this week. But I like Jimmy Freight. I I believe in my father. He's been touting this horse for six weeks and begging for him to be on the pace. He was off three. We sleep while we'll do a very good job, and that's my pick for the pace. Adriano plucked down the 62 plus grand to be here. So did Blake McIntosh and company yes, with Courtly Choice. They brought it last week. It's going to be very, very interesting. It'll be interesting to see if one of the supplements or somebody else could win. But I have to tell you, Johnny, like I was telling Mike, I've talked to eight or nine different people here, and I get eight or nine different horses. Do you think it's that wide open of a race? For the first time, yeah, in a while. It's like the Meadowlands case the last couple of years. It's been like touted who's going to win this year i think it's wide open i think if if there's mixing and matching going on and they they, they race i think think big dream big can win and 25 and one last quarter but we'll see they have to mix it up and if they mix it up i think he's got a good shot too don bernagli one of the best handicappers that i've certainly met you you go to the rich matei school you probably actually taught rich everything he knows hey good luck the rest of the day buddy we'll be catching up with you a little later thank you but i all the handicappers, he taught me, my dad taught me everything. So he's the one who, he, he, he deserves all the credit. <laughs> it's a father-son coming out real quick. There's a lot of a lot of passionate moments with father and son yes, when uh, you don't put a horse on a ticket he likes or he does the same to you. It takes a little bit to get over that, doesn't it? It does. Thank you for having me on, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. That was John Bernaglia, my man, the back-to-back. 
George Morton Levy tournament champion, and he's going to be looking for the three-peat next year. And uh, he might even, might even, and I, Mike, I had to wait till you put this on here, Mike. I had to wait till you put the headphones on because I've got it on a good source that Mr. Fernagli for the third annual George Morton Levy contest might be issuing a very special challenge, and he might pluck down some bucks. Yeah, hey, uh, John, listen, we've got a very good source that says that you're, if somebody can beat you next year in our tournament, you're going to throw up an extra 100 bucks, right? Yeah, I'll actually throw in the extra 250 Whoa! <laughs> 250 extra. That's that. Hey, if someone can beat, I'll throw in the extra two. If they put me straight to the final. They put me straight to the final. Oh, we ain't doing <laughs> that. Get out of no. here. Get out of here. See you, Johnny. That was John. <laughs> if he gets straight to the final. All right, let's get straight to the sixth race. No more clowning around, Mike Carter. It's uh, nearly post time. They'll be parading shortly here for the Stanley Dancer Memorial. Three-year-old open trotters. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, trotters. And we already talked about six-pack, who's been really, really sharp, really good. We talked a little bit about the unknown factor, Taekwondo. What else you want to talk about? You know who I was really disappointed with in the Beal elimination was the two Fourth Dimension, uh, Mike. Fourth Dimension's taking some time off, made a really uncharacteristic break uh, in the stretch of Pocono. I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, put in a really good New York Sire Stakes uh, effort back on June 15th and was qualifying well leading up to the Beal. So I'm not really sure what Fourth Dimension, what happened to Fourth Dimension. Nine to one might actually be a good price. Did Fourth Dimension break the exact same spot at Pocono that, Manch- that uh, Manchego did? Possible. I think so, yeah. Fourth dimension right now, Brian Sears in the bike for up-and-coming trot trainer Marcus Melander, and right now they are 8-1. to one. Once again, they'll be parading shortly here for race number six. It does start a pick three, exact the trifecta, superfecta. This pick three does involve the Crawford Farms Meadowlands pace, which was number eight. If you're looking for somebody really quick in that middle leg, I Guardian Angel Oz could be a horse. Broadway Donna finished second to Guardian Angel Oz last time, and the Broadway Donna was very impressive in victory here tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, we talked to uh, Yannick Jingra on Thursday, Mike, about uh, and we wondered if that extra eighth of a mile was going to kind of play to her favor or against her favor. And one thing that Yannick said was it shouldn't play against her at all. Um, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what she can do. She put in a big effort, a world record 150-2 and two here last week. Um, a horse that really uh, – shown much this year so far is the five international money but i think mike you got to throw the last start out uh with part a majority of the mile missed by 14 and uh 14 lengths right here at the meadowlands so i think international money could potentially show up and cause a little bit of a price as well and of course the big favorite in that race is going to be ariana g and i agree with you on international money so i'm 159 in that middle leg and of course you've got the meadowlands space where we've talked about it already there's just so many different options I'm going to definitely play a think big, drink big. I'm going to put five courtly choice in there. I'm going to put your buddy, the American history in there, who was locked in last time and uh, gaining. The courtly choice just got the jump on him last time. And I've been even hearing some rumblings about Dorsadero Hanover. Yeah, Dorsadero Hanover could potentially uh, show up at a little bit of a price as well. We'll get to that here in just a moment. They're on the racetrack for the sixth race. It's the Stanley Dancer Memorial three-year-old Open. First $181,000. Let's meet the field. Mike, number one is... Andy and Julie Miller's Mets Hall. This three-year-old Bay Colt by Cantab Hall was third last week in a qualifier right here at the Meadowlands. 
be interesting to see what Mets Hall could do off the rail at 21 to 1. I think that's a little bit of an overlay. I do too, and he's making his seasonal debut, and the Millers aren't going to put their horses in spots to lose. Two fourth dimension. You mentioned this horse last week, Mike, made a break, Aaron Characteristic. Took a little while off, thrilled, caught by Chapter 7, owned by Caranth Incorporated, trained by Marcus Melander. Brian Sears drives the two year old champion. Three, you know you do. It's had some breaking issues and really has had a really tough start, Mike, uh, to the uh, 2018 racing season. After going 12 for 17 last year, three, you know you do, might have a tough go of things. I would not play at 5-1. to one. We know very little about Ford Taekwondo, currently 12-1 to one on the board, owned by Lutfi Colgini, trained by Jimmy Tactor, Jordan Stratton in the bike. One overnight race after the second qualifier to Ford Dreamer and finished second to a hat-trick habit last time in an overnight affair. This could be the surprise. Number five, Alarm Detector, trained by Benoit Belogeon, trainer, excuse me, driver Trevor Henry, uh, this three-year-old Bay Colt by Chapter 7, won by 66 lengths at Woodbine Mohawk Park, uh, come home in 29 seconds and still put a 153 mile up on the board, Mike, uh, off of some pretty nice fractions. I think five alarm detector could potentially show up at a little bit of a price. We had Jim Campbell on the show a couple of weeks ago. We talked a little bit about number six, Fashion Woodshopper, owned by Fashion Farms, the Hall of Famer Dave Miller, the horse's regular drivers back in the bike. A parked out third place finish, two starts back, the six pack. That was second time Lasix and uh, just was out of position last time in the field against the likes of Crystal Fashion and Six Pack and Lawmaker. Could be a long shot to consider. Seven, same old different day, was second by a head to what a knockout last week against non-winners of three company. Mike, they came home really strong in that mile. Trainer Jimmy Tactor thinks that this horse is ready to go. Scott Zeron is in the bike. But listen, man, 42-1 to one on a horse that was second in the Breeders' Crown last year. That's incredible. And number eight is six-pack. Okaswanstad, the owner, along with Little Lee, LLC, Stoll, Kalmar, and Lars Berg. Okaswanstad trains and drives this horse. is the prohibitive favorite right now, two to five. No question. You know where he's going. He's going to the top. And uh, he had it spoiled last time by Crystal Fashion, but look how hard he had to work in the field, Mike. 26-2, and two, three wide to the quarter, and still just an ultra-game effort. You have to think that if the if six-pack gets any kind of a better trip, which he probably will, he's going to be very tough to beat here. We are currently five minutes away from race number six here at the Meadowlands. Again, five minutes away is what the uh, board out in the infield says. Take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have the Stanley Dancer Memorial coming up on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Minister Stanley Dancer. We're going to join Ken Warkson here in just a minute with the race call. Six pack right now, the favorite three to five. But first, we're joined by a very special guest, and he is an owner on the Pennsylvania circuit, Harris, Philadelphia, the Downs of a Week in Sun Pocono. It's good to be joined by Josh Kaufman in the house here today. Josh, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Happy to be here. It's a great night here at the Meadowlands. 
certainly is. It's a beautiful, beautiful night. Well, Josh, not only do you own some horses, but uh, you also are a handicapper, and you've been looking at this wide-open Meadowlands pace. At least I think it's wide open. I've talked to about eight or nine different people, and uh, I've gotten eight or nine different answers to who you're going to win. But first, before we ask you about that, let's ask about some of your horses. Tell some of the people who you are and uh, maybe some of the horses that you have that we could look out for in the future. Okay. I, um, I race on the Pennsylvania circuit a lot, and I also have a – quartet of horses up at saratoga and um i look for trotters mostly and uh conditioned horses and uh, i'm not trying to win any hamiltonian i just try and compete in the nine winners of one nine winners of three up to nine winners of five maybe and um grind out a living that way and i'll tell you what it's not a bad way to make a living considering the purses in pennsylvania josh let's get to the meadowlands pace you've got a great field of tenure i think this race can go a bunch of different ways how do you see it yeah i'm, I'm looking long shots in here um i always look for angles when handicapping and one of the angles I'm looking at tonight is Lasix. And, um, and looking at the Lasix angle, not only first-time Lasix, but second-time Lasix. Um, second-time Lasix, you're looking at this is the plan and also Dosadoro Hanover. And then first-time Lasix, you're looking at Nutcacker Sweet. And um, I think good horses can, can lose a little bit more time when they add that Lasix or second-time Lasix. So I'm, I'm looking for some long shots, and I'm going to box up the 2-6-10 in there. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't think that's a bad play. This is the plan, Nutcracker Sweet endorsed Sidoro Hanover. I'll tell you what, you'll definitely get rewarded. But this, the people that have supplemented, of course, Courtly Choice, the McIntosh group there, and Adriano Sorella with uh, Jimmy Frey. Can you ever see yourself flunking down 62000 to supplement the Meadowlands space? Uh, you know, you could do the math and see if uh, you really think you have the chances. I think he really uh, pulled one out there. Um, you know, in times past when I've seen horses usually one to nine and with Wiggle It, Jiggle It or some other horses when, when they're odds on. Um, but to come in here as a long shot, I, I think he's living the dream. Um, the math may not have made sense, but, you know, he's got a Meadowlands pace live shot tonight, and, and sometimes you can't put a price on that. All right, Josh, who do we got to, as far as your stable goes? Who do we got going next? We got anybody in tomorrow? Uh, we don't have anyone racing tomorrow. We're actually uh, Monday. We, got, we go to Ocean Downs with um, All Champy, and then Tuesday, three in at Monticello, and um, one in Tuesday, two in Tuesday at uh, the Meadows. I have Euro Gap going in the Meadows at an hours of four, and I'm also involved in the stable, and I got a really nice two-year-old uh, Colt Trotter, Stonebridge Simba, uh, making his second lifetime start, going for 46000 and a uh, very small piece there, but Really excited to have a stake shot on Tuesday along with Eurogap going for some real money out there, too. Good luck. Best of luck to you going forward, my friend. We'll see you uh, at Harris. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Josh Kaufman. Right now, we're 17 seconds left on the countdown clock. Race 6, the Stanley Dancer coming up. Going to join Ken Warkinson in just a few seconds. 3-5 to five favorite right now is number 8, 6-pack. 7-2 to two on 3, you know you do. And co-8-1s right now, 2-4th dimension looking to... A rebound from that break last time in the Urbeel. And the question mark of the race is for Taekwondo 12 to 1, 8 to 1 on 5. Alarm detector for Trevor Henry. It's time for the Stanley Dancer. They're going for a purse of $181,000, a straight mile. It's time to send it up to the voice of the Meadowlands, Ken Warkinson. Pressing for the Hamiltonian here, 8 to 1 on 2, fourth dimension, and the 5 alarm detector. Sponsored by Tattersall's Horse Sales Company, second division of the Stanley Dancer Memorial. Race 6. Hamiltonian eligibles on their way. Up and trotting six-pack on the outside. Okay, Swanstead sends here. Alarm detector. You know you do. Mets Hall with early speed on the rails. They swing around the first turn. The scramble's on. And it's Mets Hall cuts the corner with Andy Miller. 
And alarm detector in Trevor Henry challenging on the outside. Six-pack going up there. Third on the outside. You know you do is fourth. A gap of three lengths here to Fashion Woodchopper. Another two lengths to Taekwondo. Uh, followed by Samo Differente. And after an early miscue, way back is fourth dimension. We made a break, and he is far back. 26-2. and two. Sharp opening uh, quarter here for alarm detector. Who paves the way across the backstretch. Whip tap verging for Mets Hall second. Six-pack and anxious third. A peek to the outside. You know you do. Trying to flush him out there. Fashion Woodchopper close up fifth. Then it's three lengths to Taekwondo. Then Samo Differente in fourth dimension way back. Single file at the half. And it's Alarm Detector getting his own way there. 54 and four. Lively pace and six-pack now activated into second. And goes in attack mode. Baroque's Monstead. Six-pack now. Up and after Alarm Detector as they race the far turn. Live cover for You Know You Do. Stride for stride with Mets Hall on the inside. Fashion Woodchopper up into third over position as they near three quarters. Then it's Samo, different day in Taekwondo and fourth dimension way back. Passing three quarters, they duel there. Alarm detector, six pack on the outside, pours it on. You know you do. In with a shot third, three quarters, one, 22 and three fifths. End of the stretch, 27 and four in that third quarter. Six pack on the outside, steamrolls to the top here and draws clear from alarm detector. He's trying to hold on to second. You know you do is looking for a second here, but it's all six pack. And Oki Swanstead urges him on. Six pack at three to five is sharp. Six pack is home in 150 flat. Or you know you do. Alarm detector and Mets Hall. Stakes and track record. Stakes, track, and I think we're going to need to check the world record time. 150 flat for six pack. What a monster. I'm going to take a look at that right now, Mike. Uh, that's unbelievable. That was unbelievable. And, and you know what? I, I'm not so sure six-pack raced his race either. Alarm detector went out to the front. Set some very good fractions. Six-pack tucked. Is it a world? It is, it a, is world a world record. Ken working in just data. A world record, 150 flat. Mike, I thought they were going 49. Unbelievable by six-pack. Unbelievable. That is, an, that is a super, super effort there as he takes the $180,000 Stanley Nancer. Once again, he tucked into third. Alarm detector did a lot of the work. Certainly take nothing away from him. I thought he raced fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Alarm detector raced uh, very well. We talked about alarm detector a little bit, Mike, uh, before they went to the gate. Uh, you know, you know, you do race extremely well there as well. So, and again, fourth dimension. I don't know what's going on yeah. uh, with fourth dimension. Eight to one was a great price. In fact, that was a steal on fourth dimension, but uh, something obviously amiss there. It's, it's a cause for concern because in the last two races, he broke at different points. He broke at the top of the stretch of Pocono, and now at the start here, I think trainer Marcus Melander has some work to do on fourth dimension, but I'll tell you what, Oka's got no work to do on uh, six-pack. No. All he has to do is hold on. Listen, he is looking for his second straight Hambletonian. Unbelievable. Fantastic. So congratulations to the three-year-old called by Muscle Mass of the Cantab Hallmare Pleasing Lady Lexington Select purchase for only $30,000. Mike Carter, that's uh, owned by uh, Alki Swanstead Incorporated, Little E-L-L-C. That's Jeff Corral's group, Stahl Calmer, and uh, Lars Berg. Oka Swanstead drives and trains, easily overcomes post number eight to put in a jaw-dropping 150 performance. That was jaw-dropping. Yeah, for sure. Well, after that jaw-dropping effort, we need a quick timeout yes, to catch our breaths. When we come back, we'll have more on Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace Night, live from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. We'll be right back. 
Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for our championship meet that is highlighted on July 14th with Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, and then wraps up on August 4th with our prestigious Pembletonian. Join us for promotion pack Friday and Saturday nights with post time at 7.15. Test your skills and take a shot at the survivor wager for added gambling fun. For more info, go to playmeadowlands.com. The 2018 Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace Final is setting up to be a... Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America hits the road in 2018 by coming to your city starting on Saturday, May 26th for the Camelot Classic at Western Fair Raceway. On Saturday, June 16th, we invade Mohawk Racetrack for the very first time as we broadcast the Pepsi North America Cup. On Sunday, July 8th, is the New Vocations Telethon at Jackson Fairgrounds in Jackson, Michigan. Saturday, July 14th, is our first trip of the year to Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment as we head to the Meadowlands page. On Saturday, August 4th, we return to the Hamiltonian State. We return to Hoosier Park Racing and Casino on Friday, August 10th for the Dan Patch Stakes and back again on Friday, September 21st for the Hoosier Pacing Derby. For more information, visit Post Time with Mike and Mike. this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. State track world record for the eight six pack, Mike. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was uh, simply an unbelievable effort. We've got a DJ right up next to us, Mike, so we're having a good time. <laughs> Listen, I'm over here dancing away. Why aren't you dancing? You're just sitting there, man. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I don't know what else to do after that effort. That was fantastic. We're going to have the presentation. We'll see if Jessica Otten could uh, uh, round up uh, Oki Swanstad, the winning driver of number eight six-pack. We're going to try to get Adriano Sorella on the show to talk a little bit about Jimmy Freight. It might be a little bit too close to pace time, so uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we've got a message out, and we know he's here, and uh, we'll have to wait and see as uh, six-pack enters the winner's circle. Looking ahead really quickly, race number seven, Mike, is coming up next. It is the Hambletonian Uturity. It is a four-year-old open, and this is going for a purse of $405,000. They are going one mile at an eighth, a field of eight, set to do battle, start of the pick three, another pick three, exact the trifecta and superfecta wagering. All eyes obviously going to be on number eight, Ariana G. The world champion, four-year-old Mare Trotter, is bet off the board, as you would expect her to be, Mike. She is one to two after that freakish effort last start. Listen, Garnett and I need the uh, one horse here in our pick five. The Listen to this. The pick five is paying $20.20 with Ariana G, which is fantastic if you ask me. $20.20 for 50 cents. Not bad. But for those of us who put $21 a piece into it, that's tough. Jeff Corral in the minutes circle right now with uh, Oki Swanstead. We're going to bring Garnett here in just a few minutes. So Garnett's multitasking tonight, too, doing some work for the daily racing form. And uh, we got the natural. We've got the natural Rich Matei coming up over here. So Rich is doing some work here tonight for the Meadowlands. He's doing TVG, the on-air television broadcast, too. 
So let's uh, turn it over right now to the natural Rich Matei. Rich, how you doing, buddy? You're looking very dapper on this night. Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Listen, apparently you've got just a couple of minutes, so we want to kind of talk to you. Uh, first of all, how about Six Pack 150 flat? He, uh, he definitely stamped himself as the top three-year-old trotter. Yeah, all the three, the first three finishers actually raced really good. I like the alarm detectors race. I think he's going to get better off that effort. He's only raced three times this year. I actually bet him, but I couldn't. There was nothing wrong. He raced really, really well. Real quick, Fourth Dimension was a horse that uh, was really good last yeah. year. I thought for sure that maybe Fourth Dimension would kind of strike back here, and uh, boy, did uh, he disappoint. Maybe he was just more mature than the rest of the two-year-olds last year, and it finally caught up to him, but he's still a nice horse. All right, race number eight, the Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace. Uh, obviously a wide-open affair. Rich, who are you going with? I like the 10, Dorsodoro Hanover. This horse, I have a theory, doesn't like to race off cover. I think he wants to be on the lead. So last time out, you could throw that race out. Two starts back, I can make another excuse for him. He was on a hot pace, and it totally collapsed. And I just think Matt Kikaley's sending for post 10. All right, my man. Well, listen, you're on TVG here in just a little bit. Good luck to you. And listen, we'll be, uh, we'll be seeing you a little bit later on. Yeah, I'll be back. All right, buddy. Good luck. All right, the natural Rich Matei will be joining TVG's Tom Cassidy and Dave Brower, Mike Bozich, coming up here in just a little bit. I'll tell you what, uh, our man Rich Matei is uh, moving up in the world. He looks good, doesn't he? He, he yeah, really. For sure. he, I'll tell you what, he's a very, very handsome guy. He looks good. He's got the, he's got the suit, the blazer. He got the, uh, he got the sale today. Sale. Invaded Macy's. Yeah, they had a big sale on suits. Oh, did they? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Listen, the cha cha slide is on, man. Why aren't you doing it? There's the prices. Six pack return. <laughs> the place. Two ten show. Number three. I know you finished second. And I thought Trotter he could to stay with uh, six pack dollars. And the long set tempo. Did a lot of the work there. The great effort. The buy on Henry next year. Four dollars. Back to eight three returns ten dollars and forty cents. The winning try to eight three five returns forty four dollars. Once again, that power packed mile one fifty for six pack Mike. Uh, stakes record, world record, track record, galaxy record, any kind of record you want was just set by six pack in the thick of the race. Yeah, for sure. That's good. And he he might go forty nine in the Hamiltonian, Mike. That's just how fast he is. And listen, speaking of the Hamiltonian, we'll be back here on Hamiltonian Day, Mike. Uh, we'll be here for the uh, 2018 Hamiltonian. And if I remember correctly, Mike, last year was full of surprises for Trader Driver Oakley Fonstead. There won't be any surprises this year. We don't know. That was a very interesting situation last year. Like I said continuously on that broadcast, it was extremely uncomfortable because it just took so long and you knew that watching that stretch drive over and over, that was that it was a mess. But nonetheless, we'll be here for the 2018 Hamiltonian, and that is uh, coming up here. You want to stay tuned to our Twitter and Facebook pages, also our website, Post Time with MikeAndMike.com. What do you say, Mike? You ready to take a timeout? We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll have more from the Meadowlands. The Hamiltonian maturity is coming up, and we'll break it down for you up next on this special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America, live from the Big M. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at 
Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night. And our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. Hey, Darren Gagne here at Running Aces. It is time to recap the racing action over the past week at the beautiful Minnesota 5.8 Mile Harness Racing Track. It all started back on Saturday night, July the 7th. The featured event on the program, the $8,800 three-year-old open pace. Giggle Monster turned in an impressive performance, sweeping by the field from last to first with a breathtaking stretch rally, scoring his second win of the season and a lifetime best mile of 154-1. Very strong closing panel of 27-3. Giggle Monster paid $24.60 to win as an upset winner in the field. He was the dominant freshman Minnesota Pacer last season with seven wins in two seconds and nine starts. The now three-year-old son of Wind Me Up is owned by Allen and Cheryl Sandbold of Iowa, trained by Justin Amphenson, and was driven victory by Dean McGee. Tinhorn Creek, with Mooney Swenson in the bike, picked up top honors in the $9,000 claiming handicap pace with an impressive dominating performance from post six. Tinhorn Creek faced an early battle with Barbosa with Nick Rowland driving, but was able to sweep by that rival to establish command just before the quarter mile. After that, he was never in doubt. Tinhorn Creek went on to post an impressive 152 mile with Barbosa holding a strong second and Art Genta with Steve Wiseman checking in third. Tinhorn Creek is owned by Medina Racing and trained by current leading trainer Kathy Plested and returns $6.20 to win. Driving doubles on Saturday night went to Brady Jensen, J.D. Yoder, and the Bobcat, Dean McGee. We're back at this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America after hearing from our sponsor running aces casino and racetrack the seventh race coming up next it is 12 minutes away according to the big board in the infield it's the mile and an eighth hambletonian maturity four-year-old open trot it kicks off a pick three races seven through nine our man garnett barnsdale joining us uh, as we uh, kind of sit down and talk about these couple of races here uh, garnett uh, race number seven the hambletonian maturity how about ariana g last week and one thing about uh, ariana g Yannick Jingra told us on a Thursday that uh, the extra eighth of a mile shouldn't hurt. Well, I don't think it'll hurt on a night like tonight where speed's just absolutely carrying. I mean, you got to be, I know a lot of favorites have won, but I mean, even the ones that uh, weren't in the lead are first up and basically leading turning for home. So I think you really got to be near the front by the, you know, at least by the three eighths pole. Um, and I don't think the extra distance will hurt her at all. I think she's going to be up front because Jingra knows that's where you got to be tonight, and he's driving a two-to-five shot. Another horse that we kind of like, uh, the one guardian angel, Oz Garnett, uh, has a little bit of speed, and Tim Tietrich uh, might see the bias uh, figure and uh, go for it here. Yeah, I like the way she finished last time, 27-2 on the end of it, uh, in the open series, 52 flat mile. Nothing wrong with that at all. If Tietrich can, uh, you know, if he can sit the pocket, I think he's got a chance to upset. 
All right, race number eight is the Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace Final. $700,000 on the line. Kicks off the $75,000 guaranteed pick four. We'll talk the pick four. This race, who do you like in the Meadowlands Pace? Uh, I, you know, honestly, I like five horses. I think there's there's any any one of five can win them. Obviously, I think it's pretty obvious I'm cheering for Jimmy Freight. I'm wearing the shirt. But uh, I think uh, it's probably going to come down to him, Portly Choice, American History. I think you've got to pick a price in this race because I think uh, it's definitely contentious and will depend on trip. you got to look for a horse with a price. All right. SNY uh, is getting ready to kick off here at the Meadowlands. Garnett, we'll bring you back here after the eighth race uh, here in just a few minutes, all right? Okay. All right. Well, Mike Bozich, listen, you've got another uh, special guest uh, joining the uh, joining the uh, broadcast here. And uh, listen, I'm going to I'm going to take a step back and let you handle this one because uh, she's 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 a little feisty. All right. Go ahead. Make make sure her mic's up. Make sure her mic's up so she could hear. Wait, there did you, you just go. call me feisty? Yeah. It's Come on, now. Wendy Ross. Hi, guys. How you doing? She works in tandem with Mike Carter at the USTA their social media department. Wendy, first of all, congratulations. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. What do you think? How's uh, how's things going over there? You know, everything's been really good. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a blessing getting the job. I, I think uh, for the industry as a whole that uh, the position needed filled, and I think Mike and I uh, together, as you said, a tandem or a team, it's, it's been really great, and, you know, I'm just honored to work with him. He's He's really, really talented. And, uh, He's got a lot of energy, don't he? He does. He does, you know, kind of half as much as me. So we, we work well together, that's for sure. He is right over my shoulder. He is watching Wendy, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Meadowlands Pace coming up. I know you guys did a tip sheet. It was uh, a very good tip sheet, by the way. All this available on the Harness Fan Zone. I know you guys do, obviously, social media is your thing, so it's shared all over the place. Meadowlands Pace is race number eight, the Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. And i got to tell you, I have asked about eight or nine different people their opinions, and I've gotten eight or nine different answers of horses who are going to win this race. So, Wendy, kind of break it down for me. What do you think? And, you know, Mike, I think that's what makes this race so great is that it is so wide open, um, and they could go any direction. I mean, I think there's a lot of talent, but we don't really have one big standout, and that's what Michael and I covered. Um, and then leading into the tip sheet, and we also did the pace preview leading into this week. Uh, you know, that's one thing just coming out on the fan zone that we've just tried to do is just kind of make things more personal, more up close to the fans. And, uh, you know, I think we're succeeding at that. Uh, so that's why we've been putting out things like that and as much as we can. I, I think those are uh, just the start of things yet to come. But for me, I did really like um, Stay Hungry from the Rail. I think that the trip last week, and I like this horse that he has that versatility. And I think when you come into races like this, you know, it's, uh, you know, 700, over 700,000 on the line. And they got to be versatile. And I love that 25 and 3 on the end. And I think that's just going to give them a, a big advantage, especially from the rail, being able to get position for McNair. All right, Wendy Ross's pick is Stay Hungry. Well, Wendy, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you at the USTA. You guys are doing a heck of a job there. I mean, obviously, social media is where it's at. It's the wave of the future, and that's it's a very effective way to get word out about our business. Yes, Mike, I think it's just the way of the future, like you said, and, you know, we got to work as a whole as an industry to reach younger people, and that's where the younger people are, especially the 15 to, to 25-year-olds, and I think uh, if we can use that moving forward, I think it's going to be great. I'm just happy to be able to hang with the other part of Mike because I'm always with this part, so it's like I get to hang with the other half as well. So, uh, you know, it's been fun, so thanks. All right, fantastic. Thank you, Wendy. All right, that was Wendy Ross. Uh, the other half of the talented USDA duo of Wendy Ross and 
Mike Carter. Actually, Bogart had Mike Carter's microphone. So, Mike, if you want to slide back in here. I, I told you I was going to be good. I told you. I wasn't worried about you, okay? was not worried about you at all. All right, so uh, I got your he- I got your headset. You probably can't hear a word I'm saying right okay, now. Okay, listen, our, uh, our our friend Jessica, and she's in the back with uh, trainer Andrew Harris. She'll talk about uh, his Meadowlands pace chances. Jessica, you are up and ready to go. Hey guys, I'm joined here with uh, trainer Andrew Harris of uh, Jimmy Freight. He led the mile last week out. Didn't really give up towards the end of it. They just kind of passed him. What are your thoughts going into tonight's race? How did he come out of last week? Last week, it seemed like he hit the half just a touch quick. And then when Louie realized he hit the half that fast, he put on the brakes a little bit and got a 28 third quarter. But he brought everybody into the race. And I think that was a mistake. Um, you know, he got out sprinting coming home. He didn't quit. He didn't stop. He just got out sprinted. Um, so I think that, you know, we'll change up the tactics a little tonight. Hopefully, I'd like to see him off of a helmet. I think that he's actually a little bit better chasing the horse. So I'd love to see some chase because I don't think that anybody's going to win this on the front tonight. It's just too many horses at the same level. Um, going into big races like this, do you ever get nervous? Um, there's a there's a different type of anxiety with it for sure. I don't say it's nervous, but I mean there's a different sort of pressure, and it's a good pressure, and it's one that you chase and one you want. It makes you get up in the morning, so it's a good thing. Well, good luck and thank you for your time. Perfect. Thank you so much. Jessica. Back to you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Trainer Andrew Harris, Mike, uh, going to be looking for uh, his first Meadowlands uh, pace victory with the four Jimmy Freight. And, you know, one thing about Jimmy Freight, he had a rough go of things uh, a little bit uh, last week, kind of might actually help him here tonight. Absolutely. And just like Andrew Harris said, you know, he kind of was second-guessing Louis Philippe's drive a little bit last week going out to the front. I don't think we're going to see him on the front today. I think we're going to try to see him work up a little bit into the but once again, what kind of race are we going to see from the other horses? That's what we're going to see. You know, races like this where it looks like complete on paper can actually turn out to be the other way. It could be a single file lineup to the half, or it could just be all systems go for everybody. And then a horse like Jimmy Freight coming off the pace or think big, dream big, or somebody else can close in with it. Race number seven, the mile and an eighth, Hamiltonian maturity. It's the four-year-old open a trot, Mike. And, boy, is this a loaded field. We, uh, the board says five minutes. That's probably going to change uh, out here towards the first turn. We'll keep our eye on it. Now it's down to four. But Ariana G um, is a horse, Mike, that uh, deserves to be one to two she's a, here. She's a world champion. She's a world she's champion. A world champion. Uh, she set a world record out here. Uh, was three to one. Or, excuse me, three to one on the one. Guardian Angel Oz. Listen, if you beat these two, you're going to blow up the tote board. Yeah. You know, Back on the 24th of June, uh, Ariana G, and I know she never really got involved in the race there at Harris Philly, but she was up against Guardian Angel Oz, who's in this race, obviously, Broadway Donna, who won earlier, Sutton, who destroyed a field here at the Meadowlands yesterday, and she was out of position at Harris Philly. They got a 29-4 second quarter that particular race, and, you know, she closed, but once they get a second quarter at Harris Philly like that, it's usually all over. But still, with that being said, I didn't expect her to perform like she did last week. I didn't expect to see the 15-2 exclamation point. So, she's a world champion. Obviously, if she brings that to the dance today, she's going to be extremely tough to beat. But I still think Guardian Angel Oz has got a big, big shot to win this at 3-1. to one. The one big, big thing about Ariana G, Mike, is she kind of struggled a little bit uh, before that effort in the two stars exactly, previous right. to that. And we'll get to that here in just a minute. Uh, 
Jessica is going to be talking to Doug McNair. She's in the paddock. She's in the winter circle. She's doing social media. She's like us. She's doing about 10 different jobs. But let's take a look at the field for the 2018 Hamiltonian Maturity. The four-year-old open trot going a mile and an eighth. Number one on the screen is Guardian Angel Oz. Driver Tim Tietrich drives for trainer Annette Lorenzen. Four-year-old brown horse by Archangel Mike was victorious in the open series right at Harris, Philadelphia back on June 24th. Number two, Yes, Mickey, a four-year-old gelding by Muscle Hill owned by Melby Garden Incorporated, trained by driver Oka Swanstead. Yes, Mickey uh, was, uh, I believe, a runner-up for the Upset of the Year Award uh, yeah. the first time with Mike and Mike Awards. And uh, you know what? Uh, uh, Aki got pretty close earlier on with Ice Attraction, who pulled off an upset earlier in the year against Hannah Lore Hanover. So maybe, yes, Mickey can show something that his form otherwise don't indicate, 19-1. to 1. Number three, our first class, trader Benoit Belergeon, Trevor Henry is in the sulky. You're going to need 48-1 to 1 to catch number three. Our first class is coming down from Woodbine Mohawk Park. Doesn't look all that bad on the racetrack, Mike. The three, our first class. And the Bayard-Jean-Henry connection put a good third place showing in just this last race. Four top flight Angel could be an interesting horse. This horse uh, made a start last time and just had no chance from post number nine at the Meadowlands against Ariana G. He closed well. He will need something to race at. Actually does his best racing up front. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be a change of tactics tonight for the Millers. Five international money was parked just about every step of the mile. Here at the Meadowlands in the graduate final last week, trainer Dominico Chikari could potentially show up with the five international buddies. You see Scott Zeron in the uh, Lindy Farms colors. That's right. Number six is Don Dream. Long shots owned by Crawford Farms Racing, trained by John Boot and Shane. Brett Miller's in the bike. Don Dream made a break at the graduate final last time. Obviously, that cost him all chance. He was 74-1 to today. Right now, he's 7-1 to on the board. His chances are very little. Number seven is Sortie, trained and driven by uh, Trond Smedchammer. Uh, was third in the graduate final last week. Really put in a strong closing effort, but closing speed is not where you want to be today. Uh, Sortie coming onto the racetrack right now. Ears pricked. I think uh, Sortie could potentially uh, show up on the ticket underneath at 33-1. to Tron Smedsammer with the ability to have a pretty big night. Number eight, Bill's man. The effort three starts back at Harris, Philadelphia. 152-1 and was a track record, believe it or not. Known by Crawford Farms, m of Delaware, VIP Internet Stables. John Bootenshane's got two of them in this race. Corey Callahan's in the bike. Bill's man does like to come from off the trot. Like you said, not a good place to be tonight. Number nine, Ariana G is the prohibitive pace setter in this field of nine. One to two, and deservedly so. I think Ariana G is the horse to beat in this race. Uh, for pick five senses, Mike, I, I'm thinking that uh, I want her to get beat. But uh, she's been absolutely – she was dominant in the graduate final. I want to say – Absolutely dominant as of late, but two, the last two starts before that in Harris, Philadelphia, Woodbine, Mohawk Park, she didn't look all that great. And tonight, Mike, I'm watching her. She looks a little bouncy to me. She does look a little bouncy, but maybe she could be playful, too. Who knows? She's got to overcome post position number nine, but uh, she is one to two on the board. What did Garnett say? Thumbs up, thumbs down the way uh, she looked? Or kind, was of, it? kind of 50-50. We'll kind of watch her uh, score down and see uh, what she looks like. We are currently at three minutes away um, now, here's the thing, Mike. Let me ask you this. Do you take a chance now when you see the warm-ups before the race, when you see the post-parade, now when you saw what you just saw with Ariana G, regardless of what it says on paper, do you take a chance and wager against? Yeah, I would say so. I like the one, Guardian Angel Eyes. I do, too. Uh, five to two is a fantastic price. and might be worth, uh, you know, maybe ten bucks to win. Who knows? Well, 5-2 to two right now. Took a little hit on the board. Let's take a look at some of the others here. Long shot. I think International Money's got a chance, Mike. 12-1. to one. This horse was parked a mile, but two starts ago, Mike, eight 
wire-to-wire winners at the Meadowlands, and that was against Hanalore Hanover, finished fourth, tried to make a three-wide move, just could not, just didn't have any chance. You know, international money is a uh, a champion. I mean, he's made, a, you know, three-quarters of a million dollars. He does have some backlash. You could put the line through it last time. You know, international money could be a live long shot here at 12-1. to 1. Kind of a versatile You know sort. what's kind of interesting about that comment that you made? Back, check out the line, Mike, back on May the 19th. It was on a sloppy track right here at the Meadowlands. One thing about her, she showed speed that night. She showed speed, went to the front, went to the front for a brief second, uh, obviously was passed uh, by the half, but just missed by a note with Yannick Jingra in the sulky against Achille Duharis and um, Lord Cromwell. Obviously, uh, Achille Duharis did not race in the graduate final, even though Achille Duharis was the, tied for the points lead in the graduate series last week. And that was with uh, non-regular driver Yannick Gingra. Correct. And another thing, Mike, that horse went to the front, and according to our good friends at the Daily Racing Forum, Derek Kibner does a hell of a job, by the way, only one wire-to-wire winner that day. Speed was not the winning solution on that particular night. Five international money is very live at 13 to 1. Yeah, for sure. I would consider uh, international using international money on top in my tries and supers. No question about it. Let's see. How many how many minutes are we? Three minutes, three away. minutes away. Yep. I think that thing's been stuck on three for about 10 minutes now. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way it seems anyway. Let's reset the stage a little bit, Mike. It's a beautiful, beautiful night first off. I would say temperature's probably in about the 70s. The track condition is listed as fast. The wind has died down. It was uh, quite windy here at the start of the card. Uh, a little bit of a tailwind in the stretch. Probably doesn't uh, play a part in your handicapping here today, but one of the great things uh, that we're seeing right now is the track is very fast as we saw with the last effort by six back. Yeah, the track is kind of a landing strip. And in fact, you you saw it kind of this morning during the baby races. Uh, a couple of those baby races went pretty quick, especially in the final quarter. Uh, we're taking a look at Ariana G on the uh, screen right now. She does look a little bit better. Maybe she was just a little playful coming out of the uh, paddock. Trainer, or excuse me, driver Yannick Jingrau looks to have her in hand. The one at Guardian Angel Oz. Boy, does he look, excuse me, boy, does he look sharp on the racetrack right now. Just a, a complete professional here, Mike, uh, on the one. Uh, passing the stands right now, number eight builds. Man, Mike, what do you think here? He looks pretty sharp. He doesn't look washed out at all on a pretty warm night. That was a track record performance at Arizona Philadelphia three starts back. And, I mean, he just wasn't involved in the race last time. The only thing with Bill's man is he just doesn't have a whole lot of tactical speed, which means he's probably going to be coming for probably from last, and that's not good. Now I'm watching through my binoculars, but they put him up on the screen. Number two, yes, Mickey. Uh, looks pretty nice on the racetrack. Yes, Mickey's going to have a rough go of things, 22-1. to 1. I'm not really sure that I could go for a play there. Well, once again, we talked about Oka Swanstead, uh, you know, with the long shots. I mean, yes, Mickey, I believe, was up for Yeah, he was up for a post-time with Mike and Mike upset. Award as was Ice Attraction, who earlier finished second to Handelor Hanover and had the pocket trip. All right, we're going to toss it back to Jessica Otten real quick. She has trainer Casey Coleman back in the paddock here at the Meadowlands. Uh, Jessica, go ahead. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with trainer Casey Coleman of uh, McWicked in the William Hout Memorial. Casey, talk to us a little bit about McWicked. He was ultra sharp in the Ben Franklin um, final. He raced extremely well, 26-4 and four at the end of it. Talk to us a little bit how, about how he came out of the race and what do you think going into tonight? He came out of that race great. He, uh, he, he got a perfect trip, and he went it real easy. He sprinted hard on the, to the wire at the end there. Um, I get, he had an easy week. He had a week off last week and uh, trained him up a couple light trips in the middle of the week, and he seemed sharp, healthy, sound, and I love the five-hole tonight, so hopefully we have a little bit of luck. Now, after tonight, where does Mick Wicked go? 
Uh, he's actually got a three-week break, and then he's back here at the Meadowlands again for the Sam, Sam McKee race. Um, I'll pro- I'm taking him home tomorrow morning to Toronto, and I don't know if I'll race him once at Mohawk or not before. I haven't decided. All right. Well, good luck, and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Back. All right, thank you very much, Jeff Scott. And with Casey Coleman right now, they're going to the gate for the Hamiltonian Maturity four-year-old open a mile at an eighth, going for a purse of $405,000. And once again, the current favorite, as expected, is the world champion, Ariana G. Right now, she is 3-5 to five on the board. Guardian Angel Oz getting a lot of wagering attention right now. 9-5 to five from the pylons. For the Annette Lorenz and Tim Teacher combination, the rest are double digits, including 11-1 to 1 on four. Top flight Angel, who was simply out of position last time. The post will definitely help this one, and which I think is a live long shot. 15-1 to 1 on number five, international money for driver Scott Zeron, looking for his first win as a four-year-old. It's time to turn it up to the fine track announcer here at the Meadowlands. Ken Warkinson, it is the 2018 Hamiltonian Maturity four-year-old open, one mile and one-eighth. This race for $405,850, the Hamiltonian Maturity, sponsored by Northwood Bloodstock Agency, going a mile and one-eighth here in race seven at the Meadowlands. And they're into the stretch and picking up speed, the four-year-old trotters. Here they come. And they're off and trotting. Ariana G, as expected, blasting off. But yes, Mickey with speed on the inside. And Guardian Angel from the rail leads sharply. Bill's bag gets away alertly and tucks in fourth. In front of our first class is fifth. Top flight Angel's sixth. The Don Dream was a left three deep as they race into the first turn. Then it's international money. And Sortie is the trailer. Ariana G, the big favorite, off a quarter at Torrid, 25 and 3 with that straightaway. And Ariana G looks to settle in and ration out speed here after that quick quarter. Guardian Angel Oz secures the pocket spot and revved up there. Yes, Mickey is third, moving off the turn. Gap at two lengths to Bill's man, fourths as they launch their way across the backstretch. Our first class fifth on the cones, top flight Angel, peek to the outside. Followed by International Money, who looks to get going. Then comes uh, Sortie and Don Draymond. They're all seated behind the mare. Ariana G, fresh off her world record performance, a half of 54 and 3. So she caught a 29-second breather. Guardian Angel Oz, a perfect trip here with Tim Tietrick as they race into the far turn. Bill's man and Corey Callahan activates that one first over into third on the outside. Yes, Mickey is back to fourth. Second over is Top Flight Angel, fifth on the outside, inching up with the live cover. Then it's our first class who's getting shuffled back. International money looking to get underway with Sortie from the back of the pack. And Don Dream midway on the final turn, 123 and 2 was three-quarter time. Ariana G in front. It's Ariana G. Bill's man comes to her on the outside. Guardian Angel needs racing Roma. Live cover trip here. Top Flight Angel is going to flip three wide. International money looks to rally. And they turn home in the Hamiltonian maturity. And it's Ariana G giving Bill's man the cold shoulder. And she turns it on here. Ariana G putting on the trotting show in front by two. Slipping on through. Guardian Angel Oz. Top Flight Angels full out. Ariana G. She beats the boys again in a powerhouse performance over Bill's man. And then it was Top Flight Angel. And then close either international money or yes, Mickey. Ariana G does it again in 205 for the mile and one eighth. 
There we go, 205 in the mile and an eighth, Ariana G. And they're tr- they're Mike Carter, they are trotting quarters in 25 and 3. Uh, they're I, trotting that, opening quarters in 25 that, and 3. That, there's not a whole lot that I can really say. Kid Worker did set it the best. Whoa. 25 and 3 first quarter. I can't believe it. I know she got the breather in the middle. She definitely got the breather in the second quarter of 29. She got the breather in the third quarter, even for the mile a little bit. But you had to think that as she was coming off that first turn and past that quarter, you'd have to think she was susceptible at that point, right? When you saw the 25 and 3 flash up there? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, you, Kim Petrick got the perfect trip from post or from post number one. He sat kind of off the pace Not a little bit. He yet. tired uh, yeah. He tired badly in the stretch. Yeah, the, I, I don't know. No excuse for that one. But uh, Bill's man raced very well, 39 to 1 to be second. Yes, Mickey got shuffled behind Guardian Angel Oz and actually had some trot to finish up towards the end. Four top flight Angel was third, five international money was fourth but ariana g was quite simply the real deal she did it again it was a world record performance last time and uh, she followed that up with us ken Morgan set a power pack performance here tonight yeah for sure uh she just looked much the best uh on the racetrack uh, 51 and 2 was the mile time 205 what a dominant performance Woo. by the nine ariana g world world champion oh mike looks like you're ready to take a timeout so am i ariana g looks like she can go about another mile in an eighth And when we come back, we'll have more from the Meadowlands. It's Meadowlands Pace Night, and it's the next race on the card. So batten down the hatches, hold on to the one you love, and don't touch that dial. We'll be back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, live from the Meadowlands. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Every dream has a start. And this one is ours. To trot and pace fast. Faster than all the others. And maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks, return on investment. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. 
They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. Boy, the smile on trainer Jimmy Tactor's face was from here to the far turn, Mike Bozich. So uh, we'll talk more about that here in just a minute. But trainer Tony Alanya has got two chances to win the Meadowlands Pace, one with Stay Hungry and one with American History. And also with Babe Sydney, three chances for Trader Tony Alanya and uh, Jess Cotton is standing by with Trader Tony Alanya. Thanks, Mike. I'm joined by Trainer Tony Alanya of the One Stay Hungry and Three American History. First, let's talk a little bit about Stay Hungry. He was phenomenal in his elimination coming home at 25-3 and three for the mile of 149 spot. He just really popped off that cover. How do you feel going into tonight's race? Yeah, he had a great week. Uh, seems very similar to what he was last week going into the elimination, so... You know, hoping he can get a similar trip, and he fires the same as he did last week. Now, talk about American history a little bit. He looked like he was loaded sitting in the pocket there. Um, how did he come out of the race again, and how do you feel going into the race with him? Yeah, same thing. He really came out of the race well. I was really happy with the effort last week. He had pace on both ends of the mile, and uh, we trained uh, Stay Hungry and American History together on Wednesday, and uh, both horses trained very well. All right. Well, good luck, and thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Back to you, Mike. Thanks, Jessica. Jessica in the, in the back paddock. Boy, is she doing a fantastic job back there, Mike Bozich. Uh, just kind of pulling double duty with winter circle reaction and um, also with uh, paddock reaction. So uh, our man Rich Vite will be joining us here momentarily as well. And uh, Rich is actually going to talk with, uh, with you, Mike Bozich. So uh, go ahead. All right, let's bring in uh, Rich Matei here. The natural, of course, is doing some work here for the Meadowlands, doing some work at the TVG. Well, he's just trying to move right in on you, Mike. I think he wants your computer, your binoculars. And watch that camera there. There he goes. He wants his own microphone. He's, 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 he's very short. So uh, let's bring it. It's a very short cord. No, it's here. Yeah, I feel like you guys will bring me in when you need somebody to fill it. Oh, no, that's I'm not true. Filler. No, you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job over there at TVG. You uh, give out that uh, second place horse bills, man. Forty-one dollar wow, exactly with mine, exactly Ariana Beach. Yeah. The man with that track record performance, three starts back. Uh, that was short, though. It, it, it was, but still, we this horse had potential. Didn't quite like how the, the race set up, but it's driven uh, pretty aggressively. Oh yeah, I actually said that on TV that I thought Corey Callahan would be more forwardly placed, especially with last week. He had no chance. He had excess cover. And I didn't think Corey Callahan wanted to be stuck in that situation once again. All right. The trifecta there paid $191. Ariana G260 to win. Who was third? And third was number four. Top flight, Top flight Angel. Angel International Money finished fourth. Uh, let's talk to you a little bit about how the, the track's been playing so far. Okay, so we're seven races in. We got a little bit 
of an idea of how the track's playing. How do you see it? I honestly think it's fair. Okay. What do you think? No. Why? No, I'll just, it's... Yeah, but look, Bill's man just went first over and held on. Well, actually, you know what? <laughs> now that you said something, it might be kinder to speed, but I don't think it's like a huge speed bias. And if it is, I'm all over Dorsador Hanover in this race. Well, certainly 50 to 1, and there's the early money. Courtly Choice getting it 3 to 2. Rich should not be 3 to 2. Listen, let's talk a little bit about the Meadowlands pace. Courtly Choice is 3 to 2. I mean, a really good effort last time, followed by a great effort in the Hemp Consolation. But Courtly Choice, one of the, uh, one of the two supplements in this race, along with Jimmy Freight, has shown instances of inconsistency. A lot of them have, though. Yeah. That's just natural with the younger horses that. They just have, they're not mature enough to get everything together, but it is July now, and they should be starting putting things together, but three to two is ridiculous on Courtly Choice. Okay, before we send you back up to TBG, where are you going? I'm going to play the 10, Dorsador Hanover, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use the 4, 8, and 10 to start the pick four. All right, 50 to 1. Thank you very much, Rich. We'll check in with you in a few minutes. Mike's going through his wallet. You better look out, everybody. He's, he's digging for the singles. All right, uh, 2.05 was the mile and an eighth for Ariana G. I'll tell you what, we cut up on each other pretty good. As a matter of fact, we were on Dave Brower's show. We, we said, well, but it's all, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all good. Coming up on the big dance. We're nine minutes away from a start. At least that's what the board says. We're probably more like 17 minutes away. A great field of 10. It is a wide open affair. Let's take a look at where the early money's going. Five, uh, three to two right now. Mike Carter on number five, Portly Choice. Right now, then you've got a host of wagering second favorites that are right around each other. Nine to two on one, Stay Hungry. Five to one on three, American History. Four to one on number four, Jimmy Freight. Five to one on number eight, Think Big, Dream Big. Mike, this is my selection. Think Big, Dream Big. I was hoping for north of 12 to one. Right now it's six to one. In my opinion, that is way too low. Well, listen, then don't then don't play it. I, I'm not. Listen, that's I'm you know, absolutely not. Listen, you have to demand value in a race races. like this. Absolutely, oh, for sure. Um, and uh, we'll talk more about value. Boy, I'll tell you, the hardest working member of this show is working her butt off right now. All right. She's back with driver Yannick Jingra. Jessica, go for it. Hey guys, I'm joined by uh, driver Yannick Jingra. Uh, first off, let's go through the last race. Ariana G beats the boys again. Kind of just walks through the race again. Well, you know, I figured I was going to get stretched out. You know, I knew post nine, and at some point in the race, uh, you know, there was going to be some uh, hot fraction. And, you know, I knew we were trotting pretty good in the first turn, but you know, I figured uh, get the, you know, get stung early, and then just maybe I could rate the middle half, and it's what happened. Well, congratulations on that one. Moving on to the next race, the pace you drive American history. Um, you have loaded last week. Kind of talk to us a little bit about the post position you draw and what you're kind of thinking going into tonight's race. Well, I thought he drew, he drew great for his style. You know, he can race it either way. He can be on the front. He can be in the hole. Uh, you know, he gets grabby at time a little bit. But I think, uh, you know, with six, seven horses in here that think they have a shot to win the race, there'll be some actions. And I don't think they'll be, uh, we're going to get jammed up too much. And, um, you know, like I said, he, he can do any which way. So we'll see how the play, race plays out. But he, uh, he couldn't be coming into the race any sharper. All right. Well, thank you again. And uh, good luck. Thank you very much. Back to you, Mike. Thanks, Jessica, for that. Uh, we're going to send it to a quick commercial break as they are getting ready to play America the Beautiful and, um, you know, honor America like they do uh, with the Outrider here at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. We'll be right back after we pay our respects to the American flag. Every dream has a start. And this one is ours. To trot and pace fast. 
faster than all the others, and maybe faster than any horse ever has. With every stride, 1,200 pounds of pure equine determination. In every turn, there's a tale. Every bet is a hope. No five-year returns, no annuities, 401ks. Return on investment comes in seconds. Maybe they say that the odds are against you. But you know nothing great comes easy. Winners don't second guess. They sprint through openings and dig in deeper when the going's tough. No horse ever rides alone. The owners, the driver, the groom, and you. There are no sidelines here. The world is often full of many compromises, but not here. Not on this day. Not in this race. Not with this horse. Not in this sport. Once you feel it, it becomes you. Once you become it, your dream becomes ours. This is Harness Racing. We welcome you to the Harness Racing Fan Zone. See it all for yourself. Feel it in all the passion. Share that experience with others. And be a part of it all. The Harness Racing Fan Zone puts you in the driver's seat. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Alongside of Mike Bozich and uh, Gary DeLeo joins Mike now. Gary, I'll tell you what, it's a wide open Meadowlands pace. I've asked eight or nine different people. I've gotten eight or nine different answers, eight or nine different horses. How do you see it? Okay, I think I'd be number I might be number ten. I like Nutcracker Sweet. For Brian Sears, he's adding Lasix. Last week he put him on the lead. The lead wasn't all that great last week, and this horse is definitely better from behind. I think it's going to be a, 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 heck, a hectic race into the first turn. He's going to get a cover trip, and you know Brian likes to come from behind. I think Brian's going to pick him up late, and I think Brian Sears is going to win another Meadowlands pace tonight. It would certainly be very interesting. Gary, before we let you go, I know you're a busy guy here, but uh, obviously the first day of sports betting here at the Meadowlands had a very good crowd. Certainly got to be excited about that. Sure. Uh, it was just a soft opening. It wasn't a lot of advertising for this opening tonight, and we did a big and all day having a good time. It's only going to get better. All right, fantastic. Gary, let's appreciate you joining us, buddy. All right, that was Gary DeLeo joining us from the Meadowlands. See, we're about 11 minutes away from the start of the one. And I'll tell you, Mike, they're going through some of the Meadowlands history on the screen right now. They pulled which Meadowlands was your favorite. And I have to tell you, when artificial upset somewhere, that was a heck of a Meadowlands pace. But, you know, I, I, I can't, and I want to talk about it now because they're getting ready to come on the gate, but, or they're getting ready to come on the racetrack, but 
you know, it's tough, and I know we said it last year, and last year was really, really hard. It doesn't get any easier. Uh, earlier today, when I was uh, on Dave Brower's program, I actually ran into the McKee family, Chris, oh. and, and uh, actually, I've never met Chris before. Never met Sam's wife, Chris, before, and uh, we talked, and it just, you know, you look over at the old grandstand still sitting there, and you still see Sam's booth right over there. It's it's still remarkable to this day the contributions that Sam McKee has, has made to this industry, and, I, you know, Ken Warkton did a fantastic job, but Sam McKee thrilled us with a lot of great Meadowlands face race calls. That's for sure. I'll tell you, uh, we when we got here today, I say, remember I pointed it out. I said, man, you see over there where it juts out? I said, that's where our man Sam McKee uh, used to call the races from. And before uh, today's races, before the baby races, I kind of looked up at the sky and said, Sam, man, this is for you. I need, I need your help, my man, because, you know, calling on a mile track, calling on different tracks, there's nerves, obviously. And, uh, you know, you look for that, uh, look for that help. And uh, I'll tell you what, I miss him every day. Yeah, no question about it. So, uh, Sam, if you're up there, it's another Meadowlands pace without you, buddy, and uh, and we certainly miss you. With that being said, we're nine minutes away. Let's get into a little bit of history. Last year was the winner of the Crawford Farms Meadowlands pace at 147 and 4. Mike, today, if you fast forward to race number 13, his full brother, Wild Bill, who I had a chance to see race at Harris, Philadelphia, back on July 4th, uh, for the same connections, Ray Schnitker, one and one fifty one and four. Now he's at an overnight, but once again, I still think that's a little bit of irony that the two thousand seventeen Meadowlands Pace winner, uh, Huntsville's brother, is even on the card today. You know, during the baby races this morning, Mike, we saw a half brother to Meadowlands Pace champion. He's watching, right? Uh, so seen a lot of the Meadowlands Pace, uh, you know, faithful, so to speak, on Meadowlands Pace night. He's watching, of course, with that 146 and four. That is the fastest Meadowlands pace ever. That was back in 2014. Mike, you want to talk about somebody that has owned the Meadowlands pace? How about driver Tim Tietrich? He is looking for his sixth Meadowlands pace win. If he does it, it's going to be a very big upset. Maybe not quite artificial big, but 38 to one. Um, this is the plan. You know, this is the plan. Actually, has a little bit of speed, Mike. Um, didn't really show it much, or excuse me, showed it much on a non-speed favoring track. We've heard this over and over and over again. A non-speed favoring track last week. Completely different scenario here this week. This this race, they might go 24 and four to the first quarter. Tony Alania has three horses in here. He is looking for his second Meadowlands Pace win. You know, somebody that has won just so many races, Mike. So many big races. Another one here tonight. Jimmy Tactor is still looking for his first Meadowlands pace win. That is a mind-boggling statistic. I think he's got a chance here. He's got two very good horses in Nutcracker Suite and Think Big, Dream Big. We just talked to Gary DeLeo. His pick is Nutcracker Suite. My pick is Think Big, Dream Big, whose night now is drifting up to 8-1. to one. <laughs> You know, it, the, Jimmy Tactor has won everything trotting, Mike. He's won everything trotting. I think he's ready to win a pacing event. This could be the night for him. A Nutcracker Suite should not be discounted, that's for sure. You know, and another thing, all the races that trainer Ron Burke has won, he has never won a Meadowlands pace, and he gets a shot with a big, long shot, Dorsoduro Hanover, who right now on the board is 50-1, to 1, and that is Rich Matei's pick. 
I know. You, I had to look twice, too. I mean, it's unbelievable that Ron Burke has not won a Meadowlands face. When you said that, I had to, like, think about it. I'm like, wow, I can't believe he's never won this big race. How cool would it be to see him and Tacker battling it out to the line? And then, of course, you've got the two supplemented horses, Mike, Jimmy Freight and Courtly Choice. They have both made the finals. Now they're on the racetrack for the 2018 Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. Mike Carter, tell us a little bit about Stay Hungry. Number one, Stay Hungry, one of three entrants for trainer Tony Alanya. Doug McNair at the controls, a 149 winner of the Meadowlands Pace elimination last year, is 6 for 18 this year, was 9 for 17 last year. Number two, this is the plan. And uh, driver Tim Tietrich is looking for his sixth Meadowlands pace, 36 to 1. Obviously, it's going to be quite an upset. A fifth place finish in the elimination. His game will have to improve dramatically here tonight. Number three, American history is my selection in the 2018 Meadowlands pace. Was pace compromised last week? Got stuck behind a tiring Jimmy Freight. I think American history and Yannick Jingrau will give trainer Tony Alanya his second Crawford Farms Meadowlands pace. Number four, Jimmy Freight. We heard from Andrew Harris just a couple of minutes ago. With Jessica Otten, the uh, three-year-old is owned by Adriano Sorella, who may or may not join us after this Meadowlands pace, depending on the result. You know, Andrew, Andrew Harris was uh, kind of thinking that Louis Philippe put Jimmy Freight on the lead, and he didn't necessarily agree with that, which leads me to believe that Jimmy Freight will be coming from behind tonight. Number five, Courtly, a choice, is trained by Blake, Blake McIntosh. It's one of two supplemented horses into the Meadowlands pace. Having paid over $61,000, David Miller picked up the drive, has put in two monster efforts. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of Courtly Choice horse shows up tonight because Courtly Choice has been good and he's been bad. Nutcracker Week is number six, owned by Howard Taylor, ordered by Stables Richard Lombardo, Jimmy Tactor, one of two chances to get his first Meadowlands pace win. Brian Sears won this race. Uh, back in 2016 with control the moment. He'll try to do so with Nutcracker Sweet. This is Gary DeLeo's pick. This horse had a pretty tough tip in his elimination. Finished fourth, was the favorite one-to-one. You're getting much better odds today at 14-to-1. Could be value. Number seven, Hayden Hanover, trained by Julie Miller, trying to give Julie Miller her first Meadowlands pace. Was second, only missed by three-quarters of a length in the Meadowlands pace elimination. This is another horse who can show speed as well. Number eight, Think Big, Dream Big, owned by Brixton Medical. John and Jim Fielding, Gorlin Anderberg, Gorlin Falk, Jimmy Tactor trains, and Jordan Stratton is in the bike. This is a combination that you don't see very often. Young Jordan Stratton has come a long way in his driving career over the last three or four years. Think Big, Dream Big has a real chance. It was a very big effort. Three starts back at Harris Philly, won at Tioga in the Thompson Gears, and finished a very, and I mean very fast closing third, last time in the elimination. The question is, is where is he going to be and how is it going to set up for him? Number nine, up Babe Zigme is currently in 90-1. to one. Trainer Tony Alanya, it's his third entrant in the Meadowlands pace, driven by Brett Miller, was fifth in the Meadowlands pace elimination. It's going to be tough for Babe Zigme tonight. I'm not uh, banking uh, my money on the nine. And number 10 is Rich Mateus, Big North Sidero, Hanover, owned by Burke Racing, Silver Purnell and Libby, Weaver Brusemi, Wingfield 5, Matt Kikaley will be driving. This horse has absolutely no choice but to fire. Was a dead heat third in the elimination to Courtly Choice. Last time was a fifth-place finish in the Hemp to Springsteen, despite doing a lot of the work. Norsadero Hanover will be forwardly placed. What happens after that? The question, 50-1 to one to find out. Listen, driver Matt Kikaley has never won a Meadowlands pace. No. And not only has he never won a Meadowlands pace, Mike, how awesome would it be after the year he's had he almost lost his driving career in March at Yonkers Raceway. The accident almost ended his career. He sat on this program and told us that. 
He thought he would never drive again. How cool would it be to win this race for him? Both driver Yannick Shingron, trainer Tony Alani are looking for their second Meadowlands Pace victories. This time driving three American history. Will one of the supplements win? Jimmy Frater, Courtley Choice. Will Jimmy Tactor get his first Meadowlands Pace victory? Will Ron Burke get his first <laughs> Meadowlands Pace victory? Let's take a look at some of the horses warming up. Mike, you just had a chance to see Stay Hungry on the screen. I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a look and see if anybody's scoring down big. Five, Courtley Choice. Turned, yep. Yeah, Courtley Choice uh, turned back. Uh, he's not really being asked to go on, and that's, that's a little bit of a concern to me because when they're going the correct way, normally they're, you know, firing around the racetrack a little bit. I'm not really uh, too impressed with that up the back stretch. The sixth Nutcracker Sweet, uh, Mike, looks really good with driver Brian Sears on the bike. I'm calling Nutcracker Sweet socks, as you can see all the white hawks on number six, Nutcracker Sweet. This is the plan on the screen right now, number two. The ears are perked, his head's down. I certainly like the way he looks, but on paper, he is a very, very tough sell. He was beaten by Dursaduro Hanover uh, three starts back in the Hemp elimination and made a break, was never involved from post nine in the Hemp final. Finished an even fifth in the Constellation. Right now, you're getting 42 to one. Driver Tim Tietrick is looking for his sixth. Meadowlands pace win. You know who looks sharp through the binoculars is the seven hated Hanover. His ears are straight back, Mike. He looks like he's revved up and ready to go. And now the five. Look Courtly at Courtly Choice. Choice. I was going to wow. say, wow, look at Courtly Choice. Holy. When Courtly Choice was in front of us here the first time, David Miller did not have him revved up and ready to go. Boy, does he look sharp on the racetrack right now. Nine times out of ten, when they warm horses up like that, that means they're leaving the gate. Now, if you look on paper, Courtly Choice shows very limited speed over his last six starts. He only shows tactical speed. What's the plan going to be today? You know, we've talked about when these races on paper, Mike, these big races look like complete chaos, which this one has the ability to do. A lot of times they settle down into, I don't want to say single file, but races with very limited movement. So does Courtly Choice just try to go out and control his own destiny here? Yeah, we've kind of talked about that a little bit. And let me tell you something. Remember a couple of years ago in the Breeders' Crown, Ken Middleton said they better do some pacing or Miller's going to steal one. Miller could very well steal one here with Courtly Choice. If he shakes loose on the lead, there is no telling what could happen. Uh, currently uh, at the windows right now uh, on our screen, uh, obviously uh, they're down with uh, a gentleman who's making his wager. But number like eight. Perfect. It did. Number eight, Think Big, Dream Big, just crossed in front of us with Georgia Stratton. He looks pretty good on the racetrack as well. I'm looking for Dorsodoro Hanover. Uh, give me just a second here. We'll see what he looks like. Oh, good. Babes Digme is like $99 billion to one, and he was warming up very hard for driver Brett Miller. This is one of three Tony Alani horses in the race. Obviously, Babes Digme has an uphill battle, but he was warming up very fast as well, Mike. I'll tell you what. There are a lot of horses that look very good on the racetrack. Mike, I, I'm predicting a uh, 24 and four quarter here. This is uh, this may very well come down to who gets the best trip on a speed duel front end. Think Big Dream Big was warming up very sluggish, sluggishly, in my opinion, uh, under a Jordan Stratton loose rein. I don't certainly don't expect him to leave anyway, um, but I don't expect Babes Digme to leave either. But he was <laughs> he was warming up very fast. Courtly Choice, Dave Miller was really revving up the engine. I mean, really revving up the engine. We are 30 seconds away from the 2018 $701,000 Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace. Ken Workenden will get his second Meadowlands Pace call. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, Mike. All right, so they are starting to circle the Mola Fountain starting vehicle as it picks up position. Let's do a final check of the odds right now. Three to two on number five, Courtly Choice. 
seven to two on number one, Stay Hungry, who's taking a lot of late money. Four to one on number three, American History. Five to one on number four, Jimmy Freight. Eight to one on number eight, Think Big, Dream Big. The rest are double digits. Tim Tietrich is driving the third longest shot on the board at 47 to one. This is the plan. Can he win his sixth Meadowlands pace? Will Jimmy Tactor or Ron Burke get their first? Will Tony Alanya get his second? It is the 2018 Crawford Farms Meadowlands pace from the Meadowlands. Let's send it upstairs to the voice of the Meadowlands, Ken Warkinson. He had 19 starts before the Meadowlands pace. Southwind Link's the best slightly raced winner with only 12 starts. All right, the stakes record for the Meadowlands pace is 146 and 4 set by He's Watching. We're about to get this edition. They are in behind the gate. So here's Ken Warkinson. And a field of 10 three-year-olds line up for the 2018 Crawford Farms Meadowlands Pace Final for just over $700,000. Wide open field here, 7 to 5 on the 5. Courtly Choice, the fastest elimination winner. Here they come. And the Rock, Hayden Hanover, Dorso Duro Hanover on the outside, trying to leave out of there. Jimmy Freight flashing speed, American history from the inside. And this is the plan from the inside for the now three across the track around the first turn. It's Hayden Hanover driving three wide. Jimmy Freight's in between them. And uh, as they race past the opening quarter, American history is going to settle in third. This is the plan for Dorso Duro Hanover is fifth. Courtly Choice is gapped in sixth early. Then comes a Stay Hungry. Nutcracker is sweet at the back with Think Big, Dream Big, and Babe Dick Me, 26 flat. And striding clear, American history and Jing Rob plants him up front. It's American history to pave the way across the back stretch at 9-2 to right now. Hayden Hanover and Andy Miller in the pocket spot as they near the half. Jimmy Freight is a close-up third. This is the plan fourth on the inside. Dorso Duro Hanover a peek to the outside, flushed out by Courtly Choice. Stay hungry to follow him third over. Then it's Nutcracker Sweet on the outside with Babes, Dig Me, and Think Big, Dream Big. 53 for the half, 27 flat. The race to the far turn in the middle lane's pace, and the target is American history. It's American history, and Dorso, Duro, Hanover, and Matt Kikaley come calling on the outside. It's Hayden Hanover on the inside, locked in third past three quarters. Courtly Choice continues to inch up with that golden second over trip, fourth now third on the outside, and pinned in and overloaded is Jimmy Freight with no racing room. Stay hungry, third over looking to fan out. Three quarters, one, 20, and three. They're in the stretch of the Meadowlands pace. Dorso, Duro, Hanover, game first over. Courtly Choice off that cover has open road. Stay hungry, full out on the outside in deep stretch. Courtly Choice inches clear. It's Courtly Choice in the Buckeye Hall of Famer. Dave Miller does it. Courtly Choice. Then Dorso, Duro, Hanover, Stay Hungry, and Jimmy Great. Courtly Choice in Well, I'll tell you what. Courtly Choice got the job done. Rich Matei was really clinching because he had Dorsoduro Hanover up and down at 55 to 1, and it looked like he was home there for a so, bit. So did I. I gave him 10 bucks, told him to play Dorsoduro Hanover. We almost went home for $500 on this. And, and, and he gave that horse out on TBG. Ken Warkerton called him second. I'm not so sure. Well, let's, let's take, take a, a look, look at, at this. the replay here. Uh, the five Courtly Choice. How big of a mile? For Courtly Choice, because they come down to the finish. Five Courtly Choices, the winner. Yep, 10, Dorsodoro yeah. Hanover was second. Number one, Stay Hungry, third. And the four, Jimmy Freight, raced extremely well to finish fourth. Mike, I was extremely surprised. The pace duel up front was incredible. Yeah, it certainly was. 
Dosaduro Hannibal raced absolutely huge. It looked like by the uh, slow mo he held second. 147 and 1. The final time. They went three quarters in 120 and 3. 26 and uh, what is that? 3 coming home? 26 and 3. That's a big, godly, what an effort by the five courtly choice. And we talked about it before they went to the gate, Mike. Courtly choice was either going to show up or he wasn't. There was no in-between, and he, boy, did he ever show up tonight. They stretched Yannick Jingra out with American history. I think Yannick felt that he needed to be closer to the pace tonight, and he tried to do it, but he had to do it, and he got stung to a 26-second fraction. 27 seconds in the second quarter didn't really uh, get that much of a chance. Big money, Dave, with a big smile on his face. One of two supplements in this race. We had the two supplements on this show, Mike. We had Adriano Sorella and Blake McIntosh. And there were some nervous, nervous moments when you got to write that check out for five figures. Listen, he supplemented to this race for $61,000. He wrote a check for sixty-one grand, and he's taken home $350,000. Unbelievable by these guys here. How about the two supplementees, both of them hitting the board? And Jimmy Freight raced well, finished fourth. Our man, the natural, Rich Matei is looking very good on TBG. <laughs> he just picked a 55-to-1 shot that almost won. I'm going to tell you right now, Rich would have been the talk of the town if that horse would have won. I, he oh, really would have. Sure. Yeah, Give I that totally horse on agree. TBG, oh my he'd have been working full-time for TBG. He would have yeah. <laughs> he, he been doing a lot more than working for TBG, that's for sure. Listen, I would have been jumping up and down. That was a $500 ticket for me. And here, here comes the Listen, man out Rich, here. Now. Come here. i got to ask you, were you screaming? Listen, real quick. Were you screaming coming down the stretch for Dorsa right over? Because I know I was. No, I'm too. professional. Ah, oh, this guy. Even though I had a decent win bet on him. <laughs> and by decent, I meant $40. Wow. Listen, you had $40 on him. You were going to take home 2000 or more. I was going to take home 500 I thought he was a winner at the top of the stretch. Oh, Honestly, sure. did you? Oh, my you? gosh. I, for, for sure, I thought he did. <laughs> That 147 and one mile, Mike, is the third fastest Meadowlands pace uh, ever. And uh, courtly choice, Rich, it just seemed like to me that he tripped out a little bit. Yeah, he got a perfect trip. There's no doubt about it. Dorsadero Hanover did a lot of work. You know, Jimmy Freight, I thought, did a lot of work. Was uh, You know, Hayden Hanover raced very good. Let me just say one thing. Matt Kikaley gave a perfect drive that first eighth of a mile is why this horse finished second. Because did you see him just drop in? He, like, split the needle real well to drop in the fifth, right? Was he fifth? I think he was fifth. Yeah, fifth yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, boys, we got something here. And then he went first over. And honestly, it looked like he muscled up when he got to whoever was on the lead. To, who was the three? I don't even know anymore. American, <laughs> American history. <laughs> he actually, like, puffed up like he was going to go by. And I was like, okay, we got something here. And, but like you said, Courtly Choice just – tripped out. All right, well, listen, uh, go kick Weaver and Cassidy off the set now and tell them that the new <laughs> sheriff's in town. Ask when the last time one of them guys gave a 55-to-1 shot out to finish second. Probably it's been a while. And a 40-to-1 shot that finished second the race before that. And we could only say that because we're friends with them, guys. Thank you, Richard. 28-20 to play. There you go, 28-20. official, unbelievable, exact to 5-10, and 10, $107.20 trifecta, 5 $523.40. We'll have the rest of the exotics when we in just a moment, but how about the jubilant winner's circle as courtly choice? Look at the smile on Blake McIntosh's yeah. face. You've got to be happy 
you supplement to the race for just over 61 grand, and he wins it. And he's holding the trophy high. He is holding the trophy high. You know, this horse really, Mike, came out of nowhere. I mean, nobody knew who Courtly Choice was until that uh, jaw-dropping effort at Vernon. Nobody knew who this horse was. And all of a sudden, he's, uh, you know, weeks later, there's Blake. There's the Hall of Famer, Dave David Miller, Miller, Big gets Money Dave. He gets his first medal. And that's hard victory. to believe. Is that hard yeah, to believe? Yeah, A it guy is. that's won everything in the world, that he only gets, he gets his first. The smile on his face, and you could tell how happy he was. The whip in the air yeah. for victory. Definitely a big effort. So the five courtly choice is your winner. Uh, Dime Super here paid 146.16. Jimmy Freight, come on well for four. Jimmy Freight, well. What a big smile. What a big effort. We're going to take a quick timeout. We're going to regroup get ourselves together here. Scott will be standing by with the winning sections here in just a couple moments. At post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich and uh, Rich Vitae's got one more thing to say here so uh, my man Rich Vitae, go for it buddy. To add insult to injury look what my girlfriend played. She played a $2. She's got a $2 exact. Uh, yeah, we're on radio. They can't read it, Rich. $2 exact <laughs> 510. Two dollar exact to five ten, and that's worth one hundred seven dollars and twenty cents. Is that a dollar payoff, or is that a two dollar? She played it square too. She's alive in the pick four. I didn't even know she knows how to play pick four. <laughs> She's alive in the pick four. Right? <laughs> Created a monster. <laughs> Your bank account will forever be skinny. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this uh, thing up. Uh, the Meadowlands pace is over. We still have some more races to cover. We still got another hour. We still got a whole other hour to go here, man, guys. It's uh, listen. So far, so good. Uh, listen, our man uh, Ryan Dickey, he hit the superfecta for hundred forty-six dollars. Wow, we got winners said. all over the place. Winners so, all over. Congrats, guys. Uh, nice know, job. Nice, nice job. Nice handicap in there, guys, for sure. Five ten one four turns one forty-six sixteen. Just got and we'll be standing by with the winning connection. Here in just a few minutes, race number nine is the next race, though, Mike. And it is the Mile and an Eighth Golden Girls, the TVG Free-for-All Mayors. 
And I'll tell you what, uh, Sharton is going to be a, a tough cookie to crack here. Keep now. You talk about watching warm-ups, Mike, and you talk about watching post-parades. We are going to want to see her on the racetrack. She isn't the best-gated horse. She's very fast. She's very talented. She is dominated on what is usually a very hard division to dominate, especially when you've got horses like L.A. Delight, Nike Franco, who won this race last year. Of course, talking about the Golden Girls, the TBG Free For All mares. Blue Moon Stride is just a very, very impressive mare. Pure Country's a world champion. Call me Queen B. Caviar Alley. I don't know how, how she's going to react from post position number 12. So, uh, Sharpton is uh, getting all the early attention one to two. She's going to be a favorite. But once again, we're going to have to keep an eye on her on the track, Mike. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with that. Uh, Caviar Alley uh, and Call Me Queen Bee are going to be two horses that I'm really going to watch. Call Me Queen Bee really bounced back last week, uh, Mike. Uh, what's Rich, so Rich has got the TVG mic over there. Please turn me up. Please turn me up. I just picked a 55 to 1 to be second. Listen, turn me up. Li- uh, listen, Call Me Queen Bee actually raced really well at Yonkers uh, last week, Mike. I think uh, that might be a horse to watch as well. Yeah. Well, I, you know, she hasn't been the same. You know, she was very talented at, at a young age. And, uh, you know, she only made $173,000, which which owner wouldn't like to win $173,020 starts, right? But for her, that's not very good. She only made $78,000. She's, she's turned into like an upper condition level horse that right. has been a level below. We don't know what we're going to get from post number 11. Uh, you're getting uh, what are you getting? Twenty-eight to one right now in the early wagering. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I I don't I don't really like her all that much to be honest. What else is there? You don't like anything of mine. Well, let's see. Has Jessica got anybody? Up? She she we're working on it. She's she's still down there working on it. Yeah. I'm kind of scrolling through Twitter and dude, I'll tell you what. Everybody's reaction to the Metal Life face. I gotta say, you know, listen, and we'll talk about race number nine, which is six minutes away. Actually, fourteen according to the board out in the infield. Mike, you know, we talked about it over and over again about how um, how competitive this Meadowlands pace was. And I still agree that this Meadowlands pace was the, uh, was the most competitive we've seen in a long time. I think so. You had a lot of moves in the race. I mean, you, you know, American history was prominent. Jimmy Freight was prominent. I mean, Courtney Torres obviously was prominent. Hayden Hanover, the long shot, was prominent. Uh, Dorsadero Hanover was very prominent. I mean, you had some prominent horses. You had a couple of different twists and turns in that particular race where a lot of different things could have happened. Yep. Um, Hayden Hanover had some traffic issues, so you may want to watch that watching forward, going forward. Um, I don't know what happened. Jimmy Freight, I thought, raced well. He left the gate, Mike, like he wanted to go for the lead. And you could just tell by Louis-Philippe's body language, he didn't want to be there. Right. He wanted to – and so he ended up after – he was an earned three-hole. So I, I, I just wonder at, the, at this stage, was he afraid to go to the top? That's the question. Was he afraid to go to the lead? And that – you know, listen, when something like last week happens, yeah. it could really get in your head. It could, it's kind of like an announcer. When something happens – could, no, I'm serious. I'm yeah, not trying right. to be funny. Oh, yeah, it can right. really get into your head. It can really screw with your brain. I wonder if maybe Louis Philippe said, you know what? I don't want to be in the same position I was last week. I, you know, I think maybe he knew they were going to sing their first quarter, and yeah. he didn't want to be there. Well, it was, uh, it was a very interesting race, to say the least. That was what we talked about going into the Meadowlands pace. We just really had no idea how this thing was going to shape up. And, you know, honestly, it didn't shape up how I thought it would. 
I don't think it shaped up how a lot of people thought it would. I didn't think Dorset Durham was going to be first over. I didn't think Hayden Hannibal was going to be on the lead. I didn't think a lot of those situations were going to happen. So, All right. Race number nine is up next, uh, showing on the screen uh, the ninth race. Johnny Tingrod chose the five L.A. Delight over the three wind sun glory um the two inverse Hanover currently at 55 to one and a four to one on the one blue moon stride we're going to talk about the ninth race here momentarily but i know that jessica with uh, I'm, I'm on, I, I know jessica can hear me now jessica is probably with right now Blake McIntosh, 61 grand, wins it. Jessica standing by with trainer Blake McIntosh. Thanks, Mike. I'm standing by with trainer Blake McIntosh of Courtly Choice. Kind of walk us through what you were thinking about going into tonight's race. Uh, going in tonight, I was just hoping we got a good trip and everything worked out. And, you know, the racing gods were with us, and they were, so that's great. Now, when they're coming, turning for home, going to after the three-quarter pole, what was going through your head when you kind of bursted off of his cover? I was like, we're going to win. And I started screaming, and I almost lost my voice because I was screaming so loud. Um, what are kind of emotions are going through you? I know I was in the van when you got in there, and you said it was like a dream come true. Uh, it's, it's a dream. You know, like how many mornings do you jog a horse and you pretend you win the Meadowlands Pace or Little Brown Jug? And I've won the Meadowlands Pace 30 times jogging, so it's amazing, you know. Now, what is next for Courtly Choice? Uh, we're going to talk about it. We might tell them to the cane. I'll have to talk to the owners. It's another $30,000 if we do that, so... Either that or uh, New York Tires at Yonkers. We'll have to decide from there. All right. Well, congratulations, and thank you for your time. Thanks a lot, Jessica. appreciate it. No problem. Back to you, Mike. Thank you, Jessica. You heard it here first. They might supplement to the cane pace. They're talking about spending another thirty grand on it. What's another thirty grand right now? Right, right. <laughs> you got to go in now. Blake McIntosh, what a great, great story that Blake McIntosh just told. And that just shows you that dreams are still alive in the sport of harness racing. Here's the guy that was has won the Meadowlands pace at his mind 30 times, jogging horses and just going through his head that he's won the Meadowlands pace. So, I mean, and then for that dream to come true, to pluck down the, the, the $62,000, it's on our archive. Check it out. Uh, we had both Adriano Sorella and... Blake McIntosh on the show. And our archive, check it out at post time with MikeAmike.com. Because that, that that was a great interview, and Blake's obviously a guy that is showing a lot of emotion, and why not? You know, he just he just won the, the Meadowlands space. We are nine minutes away from race nine as we turn the page. It is the Golden Girls going a mile and an eighth. Once again, we've got a field of 12. We talked about some of the combatants already. Palmy Queen B will be starting from post 11. Caviar Alley will be starting from post position number 12. The heavy two to five favorite right now, as expected, is number four, Sharton. We're going to take a real brief time out. When we come back, we'll take a look at the horses. Or do you want to do a commercial after? Because they're coming out onto the racetrack. You want to stay with it? Okay. Let's talk about uh, this race first, and then we'll go to commercial. Number one is Blue Moon Stride. Trainer Mark Harder, driver Corey Callahan, was third at your home track here in Philadelphia against Open Series Company in 150-3. and three. Just missed in that effort, 150-4 and four for Blue Moon Stride. Number two is Inverse Hanover, owned by Tom Pollock and Jeffrey Colifer, trained by Ed Hart. Brett Miller's in the bank right now, a super long shot. He's been doing a majority of racing in the preferred ranks at Hoosier Park with uh, very limited success. Her ball game will have to be up tremendously to win this. Number three, Wind Sun Glory, a trainer, Ron Burke. Matt Kikaley is in the sulky. He's been kind of hit or miss as of late, but looked really good against not winners of 12,000 company last week. 
The big horse, of course, is for Sharpton. She's 1-2, to two and she deserves to be. She's won 18 of 27, 11 of 14, one of two Jim King charges in this race. The other Jim King charge, Nike Franco, won this race last year. Sharpton is obviously the one to beat. She comes off a sharp qualifier. We'll have to take a look at her on the track, as we mentioned. Well, I was going to look at her on the TV, but uh, they didn't show her for very long. Well, we'll talk about her as well. Five LA Delight is trained by Nancy Johansson, Yannick Jingraz in the Sulky was third last week in the Northeast Open Series at Pocono. And uh, listen, we're going to have to interrupt this. Uh, we're going to have to interrupt this post parade for a couple of minutes. Jessica well, just texted me. Okay. She's, she's got another first-time winner of the Meadowlands Face. So. All right. So let's send it to listen, Jessica. Who she got? Listen, this might be the second happiest guy in the Meadowlands Place right now. Driver David Miller. Jessica, listen, I want you to ask him uh, after you're done asking your questions. He's won every race there is to go to me. What would it like to win the Meadowlands Pace for the first time? But go ahead, Jessica. All right, guys. I'm joined here by uh, driver David Miller. Davis, kind of walk us through the race a little bit. Turning from after the three-quarter pole is going through your head. Uh, you know what? I, I was loving. I was loving my spot. Um, you know, uh, I, I was kind of trying to work out that that, that type of trip, you know, uh, be close to the pace um, without using him too hard, and uh, it was working out just great. So when the last turn come rolling up, I, I was real happy. Now, this is your first ever Meadowlands pace. What does it feel like? Oh, it's like uh, it's like winning a Super Bowl, you know. I mean, it, it's uh, something you uh, dream about. I've been dreaming about it for years, and, uh, you know, to finally get it, you know, it's, it's a great, great feeling. Well, congratulations, and thank you for your time. Thank you. Fun fact, Mike and Mike, um, 23 years ago on David Miller's wedding day, that was his very first ever drive in the Meadowlands space, and he finished fifth. And four years after that is when he became a regular. You can thank Bob Hayden for that information. <laughs> well, listen, that's some good stuff, Jessica. Listen, you can't keep stuff like that in your back pocket. You understand what I'm saying? you got to share that with us sometimes. <laughs> he, literally, he literally just told me like five minutes ago. I'm not even kidding. All right, Jessica, thanks so much. We'll talk to you more in just a couple of minutes. Jessica Otten was standing by with the driver David Miller, who won his first career medal at pace. And Derek, he's dancing. <laughs> he must have had the exact a couple of times. All right. I think did everybody hit this perfect except us? Everybody hit it except for us. But I had listen. I had ten to win on Dorsodoro Hanover. No. I'm not ashamed to say well, that. Well, that tickets to the garbage uh, can. the garbage. But that's okay. Usually your long shots. I'm looking at you like you have twelve heads. But I really like Dorsodoro Hanover. I thought he had a decent shot to who's being the number here. All right, we're joined by the DRF zone, Derek Givner. Derek, let's talk about the race itself. A lot of moving parts in that particular race, Derek. Uh, you know, a couple of horses had chances to win that race. They were in position, couldn't get it done. What were your thoughts? Uh, I thought the, you got to give it to Dorsador Hanover first because that was just a mile of his life. I mean, he's been good every start for him to be that. It was a pretty big price there. I didn't think that was deserving. Thought he should have been a little lower. Courtly choice. I, I feel so good for the connection. You know, these people have been trying to get into these finals week after week and just bad luck and things have gone wrong. This horse deserved to win one of these big races and he came through tonight. And, uh, I mean, I was a little disappointed in American history, a horse I happened to have picked. You know, yeah, the fractions were fast, but you got to stick around a little bit in that mile at the end. Yeah, we've seen some fast fractions here today, and horses hold up. But Corley Choice, it was a great story. We had Black Ma- Blake McIntosh on the show just about a minute ago, and he was saying that, you know, jogging horses, 
He's won the Meadowlands pace 30 times in his head. So this is really a dream come true, and it's good to see a guy like that win. Yeah, it's always great to see a new face in the winner's circle, too. You know, we see the same guys over and over and over. And to see a guy like Blake get in there, you know, he's working hard. His stable's up and coming. You know, it, it's, it's a great thing for Blake. It's, it's really good for the industry, too, to see someone else get into the winner's circle. All right, Derek, we're just a couple of minutes away from race number 10. Sharpton is the heavy two-to-five favorite. Does she win tonight? I think on papers, you know, if she shows up, she blows the field away as she's been doing, you know, week after week. Um, I'm a little bit worried, 12-horse field and all. She comes sometimes gets a little headstrong, a little very noisy here tonight, so maybe that plays a role. If I'm going to throw in a long shot at all, and excuse me, I'm losing my voice a little, number 12, Caveat Ali. I think the second tier kind of might help her a little bit. You know, she's used to going to the lead. I think maybe it calms her down a little, a different kind of style. Maybe that'll turn her around. That'll be very interesting. Derek, we'll let you get back to work, buddy, and enjoy that ice cream. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Great. And please quit dancing. What'd you say? I said, please quit dancing. <laughs> you got the good music on. It's a great night. We're at the pace. They always say it's a party at the pace. So I'm partying. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. That was the DRF Derek Givner and, uh, all right, uh, we were in the middle of a post parade, I think. Uh, how many minutes have we got? Okay, we got two. Let's go let, through this. No, 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 no. We're, we're not done. going over anybody else. We got to take a quick time out. We got to pay a bill. Real now, quick. Let's do it. Let's really do it. fast. We'll come back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Attention, all breeding funds. Did you know Pacing for the Cure has a stud fee for scooter program? Your stud fee donations will help those living with MS with severe mobility limitations obtain a scooter and be able to continue to enjoy their love of harness racing. Contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org if you'd like to make a donation. Mike? In case you haven't noticed, Mr. Bill G. has begun pacing for the cure for multiple sclerosis. Join in on the fun and weekly contest on Facebook to guess where he will place in each race. Like and share our page. Great prizes available for the lucky winners. Better yet, come out to the racetrack and watch him race live. Let's start a Mr. Bill G. fan club and start blogging on the journey page of the pacingforthecure.org website. Once again, that's pacingforthecure.org. We're back on post time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Carter. Countdown clock's under 50 seconds. We're not going to get through the whole post parade. We got Derek Givner's thoughts on Caviar Alley. He thinks she's going to do good from the second tier. I don't happen to think so, but right now she's 17 to 1. She could be worth a shot. Sharton is obviously the horse to beat on paper. She is 1 to 2. I've had a chance to see her a little bit on the racetrack. She looks good. 5 to 1 on number 5, LA Delight. And uh, Mike, you talked about this giant gimmick uh pay for number six nike franco is currently 50 to one on the board and you know nike franco won this race last year vic kirby's in the bike tonight jim king jr's got two chances or will have two opportunities to take the tvg golden girls free for all for marriage it's going for one hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars. it starts another pick three and the countdown clock has expired and the fine starter here at the meadowlands mola fountain is calling them to the gate in a field of 12, Sharton is your heavy 3-5 to five favorite as she looks to continue her dominance in the aged mare ranks. 9-2 to two on number 5, L.A. Delight as the gate starts to roll. And right now, 10-1 to one on number 8, Pure Country. 6-1 to one from number 1, Blue Moonstride. It's time to send it upstairs to the fine voice here at the Meadowlands, Ken Warkington. It is time for the mile and an eighth, Golden Girls TVG. 3 for all mares. 
event. Started out with pick three from the Meadowland. They send it upstairs to Ken Hawkinson. Field picks up speed on the turn, going a mile and one inch. It's post time. Field of 12 into the stretch. The $189,750 Golden Girls TVG free for all pacing mares are set. Here they come for race night. And the Rob, and it's L.A. Delight out of there fast with uh, Pure Country on the outside. L.A. Delight and Wind Sun Glory now. And from the rail, Blue Moon Stride, Wind Sun Glory, 3-1. Charton shooting up there. And Call Me Queen Bee is fifth early, followed by Caviar Alley, sixth. Inverse Hanover is seventh as they swing around the turn. And then it's Pure Country parked on the outside, followed by Nike Franco near the rear of the field with Diva's image, and the uh, early trailers are Vintage, Babe, and Pen Pal trails 25 and 2. Toward opening fraction, and it's Chardon in front. Chardon leads it with L.A. Delight pocketing up off the turn. Blue Moon Stride is third, and Call Me Queen Bee is fourth. A peek to the outside. Caviar Alley is fifth on the inside. Looking to flush cover. Wind Sun Glory on the outside. Saving Brown is inverse Hanover across the back stretch. Out following cover is Pure Country, stride for stride there with Nike Franco at the rear of the field with Divas Image. And then it's Vintage Babe and Pen Pal. The half was 53-1, and one. moving right along here in the Golden Girls, and it's Chartin paving the way. Chartin, a dreamy two-hole ride for L.A. Delight, Blue Moon Stride on the inside. That's Caviar Alley inching up steadily first over now, third on the outside, trying to catch up to her. Win Sun Glory. It's a shuffle for Call Me Queen Bee on the inside. No racing room for Inverse Hanover. Gapping cover on the outside is Pure Country. And three quarters, 121 and three for Chartin. Chartin. Caviar Ali on the outside. And in the pocket spot, LA Delight needs to shake loose here as they turn home in the Golden Girls. And they come after Chartin, the big favorite. Chartin in front, trying to squeeze through L.A. Delight. She's overloaded. Caviar Alley, no room for Call Me Queen B. Blumen's tried, flattened out, and they have a mile to go. And it's Chartin in front, flying late. Divas Image, Divas Image, Divas Image, upsets over inverse Hanover. And then it was Pure Country and Chartin, Divas Image at 31 to 1. 203 and 1 for the mile and 18 in the Golden Girls. There it is, 203 and 1. They were blazing a trail, 25 and 2. Not much of a breather in that second quarter, 20, uh, 53 and 1. Then they went 121 and 3 to 3 quarters, 149 for the mile, 203 and 1 for the mile in an eighth. We have talked continuously about Sharton's vulnerabilities, and she was 1 to 5 on the board. She does not hit the board. There was not a bridge jump situation here, by the way, Mike Carter. As Diva's image flies by to win a fist pump for Joe Bongiorno. Inverse Hanover finished second, and uh, boy, I'd like to know some... Uh, boy, I wish I knew somebody who had this number. Seven... Listen, I wish I had this number as well. Seven, two, and uh, pure country. Right? Yeah, pure country finished third, eight. Holy wow. moly! That thing is going to that thing is going to pay a boatload. Maybe Joel had it. <laughs> I'll tell you what: if she had it, richest single as of this moment. 
I'll tell you that right now. All right. Well, Jess Scott is standing in the back paddock. Uh, she's got a couple of guests uh, back there. Um, she's actually going to call in here in just a couple of okay. minutes. Um, she's got Mark Weaver and gang and uh, Frank right. Valdicino. Uh, I would love to hear what uh, Frank Valdicino has to say about Hanover Hanover. But uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier. And when we get ready to end the show, I want to talk some more about this. When Ariana G takes on a handler for the first time, you talk about a wild open trot division. Forget the Phillies and Mary's yeah. open trot division. Yeah, that's going to be a wild. We'll have to send Jessica in to ask the question again. No. But uh, I'll tell you what, Joe Bongiorno is pumped up. He gave about the hardest high five I've, I've ever seen anybody give. And look at, yeah, he, he is very excited. Obviously, his sister, uh, Jen Bongiorno, with number seven, Divas Image, who rallied to win last time in very similar fashion. This is, a, this is an example of the pace just completely breaking down. What, what, that's what you saw right there. Yeah, I completely get that. Uh, that's one thing about it. When they were coming down the stretch, you could just tell from the outside somebody was going to be flying late. And uh, I'll tell you what, what a big move by Joe Bongiorno. The young man, Joe Bongiorno, Jen Bongiorno, gets a big big payday here in the Golden Girls. And some, whoever had this ticket got a big payday, too. Inverse Hanover. This is the Hoosier Park Horse, owned by Tom Pollock and Jeffrey Colifer. We've had Tom Pollock on the show before. 99 to 1 second as Brett Miller was weaving through tired traffic there. Number 8, Pure Country, finished third. And number 4, Shartin, finished fourth. Shartin really set some set a hard tempo there, and Tim Tietrich didn't get the second quarter that he wanted. I, I don't think. No, I completely. And, and he knew it. And no. he knew it. Oh, as soon as they hit that, he I knew mean, it. Twenty-three. I mean, fifty-three and one. That's incredible yeah. for this group. I mean, twenty-one and three. Obviously, a uh, a big effort there. There's my cohort. Uh, you know, right in the winter circle there, and you look at the smiles on everybody's faces. Joe Bonjourno with a big effort here, and look at this. The trifecta, Mike. It's not, four, even, on it's not even on the board, Garnett. Look at this. Have you ever seen Wait that before? Wait see this trifecta come back. It's five digits it on pay, the front it, end. It pays dashes. No, 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 no. I think it's five digits. Well, the exact to pay $2,323.80. Wait till you see this trifecta come back. Holy cow. Well, let's see what let, it's going to uh, be. We got to see it this. Is. We got to see The this. $2 trifecta returns $87,383.40. Oh, my. $87,000 for a $2 bet. Nobody had the jackpot high five. Excuse me, jackpot high five. The, wow, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. You know, long shots happen when you when you have pace breakdown. Look at this. A seven thousand dollars I've never seen a trifecta pay that much. I've never had either. Seventy six hundred dollar ten cent superfecta. Uh the dollar pick three wasn't all that well. But but you had no. talks on the front end. I mean you you had Ariana G and Courtly Choice for crying out loud. But wow. anyway, uh wow, fireworks up Meadowlands pace ninth. Deeb's image from out of the clouds to winner's second straight. I'm trying to look back at the lines to see if there's anything that could have hinted this boy. Joey B's <laughs> fired up. He's fired up. Well, there's, you know, this, listen, this, there's our girl Jess Cotton getting into a shot again. Hold on, we gotta get a, we gotta get a picture of her here. You know, I know this is very easy to do, Mike. But if you go back to the Betsy Ross on May 27th at Harris Philly, Diva's image was shuffled back and did close very well at 51 to one against the likes of Sharpton and Blue Moon Stride. And Sharpton was on fumes on Betsy Ross day. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just, we talked about you want to see what Sharton looked like on the racetrack. 
Very important to see. And uh, she looked good to me. She looked good to me. No, she did. She looked so, really so no good. I, I, I think this is one of those situations she where she went too fast. She just went too fast. And I think Tim Petrick knew it as soon as it happened. As soon as the fractures popped up, when he, when, he knew it. Yeah, when he got to three quarters and because and he started to tap and sharpen a little, I think he finally realized that, you know what, you better go now and try to win it now because this might be a record trifecta price for either breed. This could very well be a record. We're going to have to look it up. But this could be a record trifecta price, 87000 for $2. There's, there could be only two tickets. That's the only thing I could think of. Or actually, you know what? It sounds like there will only be one. Well, I haven't seen Matei lately, and, and Joelle Liebman is, you know, she's All on right. fire. All right. Well, we're going to send it down to the winner's circle. Jess Scott is standing by with a jubilant. Hey, guys. I'm joined by driver Joe Bongiorno. Joe, kind of take us into the race a little bit. What were you thinking coming around last turn? You know what? I knew I was going to have no shot if I just took her straight off the gate and can't, got away 10. So, uh I just let her float, and being fourth over, it's not ideal, but I knew with the fast fractions she would be pacing strong at the wire, and that's just what she was doing. Now, what does it mean to you to win a, a stakes race on Meadowlands Pace Day? I mean, it's got to be pretty cool. Oh, it's an unbelievable feeling. You know, like I just said, you know, being here is one thing, and then to win a, a race on Meadowlands Pace Night and it being a stakes race is another thing. Now, you drive check six for the next race, correct? Yes, I what, what do you think about that race? You know what, it's another one of those races where the fractions are going to be hot, and I kind of just have to look behind the gate and see, because my horse does have gate speed, but he's as good from behind as he is up close. So if it looks like it's going to be too hot of fractions early, I'll probably just, uh, you know, get him away in the middle and try to come with cover. All right, well, congratulations and good luck, and thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Back to you, Mike. Thank you. All right, we're back on uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. It's Jeff Scott and talk with Joe Bongiorno, Adriana Sorella, posting on Facebook. This is why you race him, he said. Congratulations for the winning connection. He's extremely happy. Jimmy Flake definitely uh, belongs in the top of the top. No question about it. I thought Jimmy Freight raced very well tonight. Uh, once again, floated out and uh, kind of got stuck in the three-hole. That, that That's kind of no man's land, really. I mean, what do you do? Do you stay inside? Do you go first over? You know, I mean, I thought the horse raced well to finish fourth. Um, but hats off to guys like Adriano Sorella and Blake McIntosh to pluck down the money to put on a show, and boy, did they ever tonight. All right, we are 11 minutes away from the 10th race. The 10th race is the William Houghton Memorial going a mile and an eighth. Jess Scott has got a couple more interviews. We talked about maybe going off the air, but you know what? We're going to keep on rolling as Jess Gotten is back, and she'll talk with Frank Baldacino about his Hey, guys, I'm joined here by owner of Hanalore Hanover, Frank Valentino. Frank, talk to us a little about Hanalore Hanover. She's just simply amazing. Can I kind of talk to us about tonight's race? She's six for six now on the card this year. Yeah, I mean, Yannick got to control the race. He left out of there a little bit, uh, you know, got to the quarter, comfortable in the half quarter. And, you know, she was wrapped up finishing. I mean, those horses were coming at her a little bit down the lane, but Yannick was just sitting chilly in the bike and popped the earplugs late just to keep her mind on business. But she's just, you know, sprinting home at 26 and three. And, I mean, what else can you say about her? You, like I was telling you earlier, you run out of superlatives to describe the horse. She's just a magnificent animal. It's, out, it's really all you can say. Now you have uh, all bets off in the next race? Yes, all bets off is another special horse. I love that horse. He, he's all try, grit, and determination. And uh, he's got his work cut out for him tonight. He's got the 11 holes, starts in the second tier. But uh, I know he'll give a good effort. If he, ha- if he has clearance, I know he'll be at the wire. Well, congratulations and good luck, and thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you, Jessica. Back to you, Mike. Thanks, Jessica. There are two tickets live in the 20-cent pick 10 coming into the final race. Numbers 5 and 8. 
Five and eight are the only two left. Unbelievable, my friend. Unbelievable. These six fours are paid a little. Uh, is this money left? It's got to be money left. It's got to be money left. There's no way those are will pays. Well, I think you're probably seeing three out of fours. No, well, that, that's no, no, no. I think that's money left since 2023, 47. Imagine what this pick four is going to come back with Diva's image. Unbelievable. Some of the things we've seen here this evening. All right. We're going to take a look at the 10th race coming up here in just a moment. It's the William Houghton Memorial. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, the William Houghton Memorial live from Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, War Horse, and the Pacing for the Cure 2 Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! We're back from the Meadowlands. Fireworks in the TVG free-for-all mares. Let's see what happens in race number 10. It is the last race we'll be covering, Mike. $471,000 the first, the William Hutt Memorial. We've got a field of 12 here. They're parading. Let's check them out, Mike. Number one is check six on by Burke Racing. Weaver Brusemi, Bill Swatala, James Martin, one of, uh, I believe, three Ron Burke horses in this particular race. Excuse me, one of four Ron Burke horses in this race. We just talked to Joe Bongiorno. He said he's going to take the same strategy, Mike. Uh, he's going to kind of float off the gate and see if checks fifth and close, just like Diva's image. What would be a great day for that young man if he won two straight? Number two is Mock It So, trained by Jeff Damon Jr. Eight-year-old Bay Gully by Mock 3. Has been fourth in his last two efforts in the Ben Franklin elimination and the Constellation. Both losses uh, coming uh, at, to some pretty big horses. So, uh Makito has got a little bit of a chance, but it's going to be a little bit tough from post two. Number three is Seven Rocks on my Let It Ride stables, Mr. Dana Parham and uh, uh, Dave Miller. Uh, Ross Crokin is the <laughs> trainer. Dave Miller, Dave Miller, of course, is the driver. And Evan Rocks' is a horse I had a chance to see quite a bit at Harris, Philadelphia. Raced a little bit erratically, still getting used to the States. Big track. This could be a sleeper. Number four, Filibuster Hanover, who started off with a really big year, Mike. We thought Filibuster Hanover was going to be the 
forced to knock off, and boy, is he falling off the radar just a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what he does against older company here. Equipment change, and uh, Ron Burke did some work, according to Yannick Jingro, who was on our show Thursday. Five McWicked, all by SSG Stables, Casey Coleman trains, Brian Sears drives. This is going to be your post-time favorite, three to five. His form is good. He's won three of his last four, and he has been sharp, 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 one of the best age pacers in the game today. Number eight, don't tell me again, won the graduate final last week by a neck. Taking a big step up in class for trader Jim King Jr. Tim Tietrich's got his work cut out for him. But the question is, will the uh, events from earlier carry over to this race? Number seven is Rocket Ronald by Burke Racing, Weaver Brusemi, RTC Stables, Jerry and Teresa Silva Stables, Louis Philippeau for Ron Burke. Louis Philippeau put on a clinic at the Camelot Classic when we covered. That was a drubbing, Mike. You had a chance to see that directly. Rockin' Ron's got a lot of speed. He'll be put into play early right now, 19-1 to 1 on the board. Number eight is Centra, trained by Dave Maneri, Jody Jamison in the bike. He was first in the Franklin elimination, was placed third after being disqualified, and last week just got a terrible trip in the Ben Franklin. Gives Centra a little bit of a chance tonight. Six to one's a good price. Number nine is Boogie Shuffle, ultra long shot here. This horse looks very good at Harris, Philadelphia against Cheaper. In two of his last four wins, he will have to step up his ball game today. Andy Miller gets the catch drive for trainer Mark Carter and owner Fox Hollow Farms right now. 99-1, to 1, big balloons on Boogie Shuffle. Number 10 is Delta Winner, trained by Mark Silva. Brett Miller is in. What you're getting ready to talk about is Gabe Pruitt's top selection, my friend. Currently... At 29 to 1. All bets off is always capable. He's close to $3 million uh, in earnings. This horse was going to be retired. Then they brought him back uh, into training. He made $734,000 last year. He is always capable. He is very dangerous. On any given day, all bets off can beat this group. Number 12, Western Fame, trained by Jimmy Tactor. Andrew McCarthy is in the sulky. Uh, was sixth in the Ben Franklin. Uh, took a week off before coming into the William Houghton Memorial. Going to be uh, tough on post number 12, but I think. Western Fame has a chance to hit the ticket, Mike. That's right. So this is a good field of 12. We're about five minutes away. Once this race is over, Mike, we're going to talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to wrap with our good friend Darren Gagne. He has, uh, we didn't have a chance to uh, get the Running Aces segment in on Thursday, so we're going to kind of close with that. Tell us about all the good things that's going on at the small track in Minnesota. But uh, what a night tonight has been, Mike. We've had a chance to see an upset of uh, great proportions with Diva's Image, an $87,000 trifecta, some great performances tonight. Courtly Choice, one of the two that supplemented to the Meadowlands pace, gets the job done. We had a chance to see Hanalore Hanover and Ariana G do their thing. Wolfgang perhaps has cemented himself as the Hamiltonian favorite. Uh, Maya Tosif is now in the talks in the three-year-old Philly trotting ranks. Unbelievable night here wait, tonight. Wait a minute. Wolfgang as a favorite? What about six-pack? Six-pack as well. Uh, you know, listen, six-pack might bring a six-pack of muscles to the, or to the Hamiltonian. It's going to be a fun Hamiltonian, I will tell you right now. But congratulations to all the winners here. It's been a great, great night of racing. Hope everybody had a chance to make some money. Rich Matei almost had a 55 to one shot across the line first. Mike, you'd have been uh, you'd have been buying. I know. Well, Rich would have been buying. I'm putting uh, I'm putting ten to win on all bets off here. All right. Through what? our through our sponsor at Bet American. You know, we we don't really. You know, we probably should give them a shout out. They've been with us. They've been our title sponsor for what about two years now. Yep, that's why I'm doing it through them. And uh, and, yeah. and once again, we urge each and every one of you to make your bets through Bet America. Good, good people, very good people to work for and work with and and uh, you know they take care of your customers. So make sure you check it out. They've got a lot of promotions going on. Once again that's betamerica.com. If you're wagering this race, Mike, make sure you do so through Bet America. 
Yeah, make sure you wade right through our sponsor, Bet America. We are three minutes away from this race, and there's all bets off. He looks really good on the racetrack, actually. Uh, there's number 12, uh, Western Fame. Western Fame doesn't look too bad, but he look, does look a little bit bouncy as he uh, makes his way around the turn. You know, we talk about the importance of watching these warm-ups, Mike, and uh, Courtly Choice warmed up big before yeah, the Meadowlands face. About that. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was a little bit sluggish in front of us, and then up the back stretch, Dave Miller unleashed him. That's always a good sign when they do that. Always a good sign. Um, nobody really unleashed here so far, though. I, I, I've been yeah, watching kind of the warm-ups, and nobody really unleashed here. So uh, no, no, no hints that way. Wait, say that again. I said no hints that way. As no far hint. as no, no, hint. no hints, no hints. Not, not yet. Well, well, they're getting ready to go. I'm just listen, saying. Listen, Yannick's got a shot here. The four looks good too. No, no, no. I'm saying no hints in the warm-ups. You, you know, if you see a horse warming up big, you know that could that could put yourself you put yourself in a wagering situation there just by watching warm-ups a lot of times. No, of course. Like we talked about. You could definitely give but, yourself some hints that maybe that somebody that's not on track could see it. But I think there's there, there was no hints here. I didn't see anybody warming up big. The, the, the music has been turned up. Yeah, it has they're, been. They're getting ready to party. They're, they're, no, they're partying not all night. Ready. They've been partying all night. Listen, Dave Little. Dave Little, come on over here. We haven't talked to Dave Little on our show at all. We've no. never had Dave on our show. Dave, listen, it has been an amazing night of racing here Dave at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. Talk to us. Uh, give us your thoughts a little bit. Uh, we've seen a couple of world, we've seen a world record. We saw a big effort by Dorsodoro Hanover. Amazing night tonight. Well, I'm going to start with six-pack. I really thought that was an amazing effort to go 150 flat after I saw Muscle Diamond go 150 and one here a couple of weeks ago. I didn't think anybody was going faster than that for a while. So that was a sensational effort. Ariana G was superb. And, yeah, Dorsodoro Hanover almost rocked the uh, tote board at big, big odds. But I think my horse, Stay Hungry, raced well, but he was just a little bit too far from the kitchen. Third over was going to get it done tonight. Second over was the trip, and that was Corley Choice. Very quickly, Dave, 22 seconds left on the uh, countdown clock. Who do we like here? Well, it's going to be pretty tough to beat the favorite here, I think. Although I think three to five might be a bit of an estima- overestimation. But he was absolutely explosive in the stretch at Pocono. And I think that he's going to do it again, even from third over. I think this one can reach the lead in deep stretch. All right, good stuff. They maybe we'll catch up with you a little bit later. Countdown clock now is expired. They straighten up onto the racetrack. It's a good one. Field of 12. It's the William Halt Memorial that sent it upstairs to Ken Warkinson. Here they come. And they're off, and it's Filibuster Hanover gunning out. Filibuster Hanover and Rocket Run from the outside comes on with Sintra flashing speed here. Check six gets away for the quick it is fifth, and Mockinso is sixth. It's all bets off, seventh on the outside. Mockinso now alongside him. Then it's Heaven Rocks, followed by Western Fame on the inside. Heaven Rocks backs away continuously. Here's the race around the first turn. Don't tell me again, caught near the rear of the field with Boogie Shuffle, who is 11th and Delta winner is 12th and last, 25 and 4. Brisk opening marker for Rock and Ron and Louis Waugh. And breezing up, here comes Sintra and Jody Jameson to take over here off the turn. Rock and Ron back in that second spot. Filibuster Hanover third. And check six is tightening in fourth across the back stretch. All bets off is pinned in fifth. Fishing for cover. Mick Wicked on the outside. And he flushes out check six here as they race across the back stretch. Mock it so into a third overflow. He is stride for stride with Western fame on the rail. And then it's Heaven Rocks on the outside, followed by Delta Winner on the rail. And don't tell me again, next to last, and Boogie Shuffle, 55 for the rated half mile. 
So it's Sintra and Jody Jameson controlling it, but heavy pressure from Jack Six and Joe Bongiorno. They are stride for stride now. Rock and Ron on the inside, third. Mick Wicked situated second over, fourth on the outside. Filibuster Hanover back to fifth on the rail. Mocket so a two-time Houghton winner, is third over here, just four and a half from the lead. And fanning out, Heaven Rocks is looking to fan out and rally here. All bets off, looks for racing room. Past three-quarter Sintra, 122 and four. 27 and four, and they set sail for home in the William Hunt Memorial Final. And the one to reel in is Sintra. Sintra, but they're closing in from everywhere. Filibuster Hanover up the rail, and here comes Mick Wicked. And the White Knight Ride shares. Mick Wicked unleashed. Filibuster Hanover the inside. These two slugging up to the line. Mick Wicked, Mick Wicked, and Filibuster Hanover. Rock and Ron. And all bets off in 202 and 2. Well, we talked about it. Mick Wicked, Filibuster Hanover with quite an effort. We, t- we had Yannick Jingra on the show Thursday. Yannick was telling us equipment change for filibuster Hanover and a little bit of vet work done by Ron Burke. Almost pulled it off at 15-1. to 1. And there's an inquiry here, Mike. I'm going to guess this is going to be a pylon situation with four filibuster Hanover. That's, um, that's my uh, guess. Whoa. Another inquiry. Uh, let's uh, let's keep Tim working in uh, tune. Well, up. actually, filibuster Hanover was rough in the rough, rough at the line. Hey, um, we might have a uh, interesting uh, situation here. No, as it looks a, like filibuster no. might have broke before the wire. Well, maybe? it don't matter. He wasn't lapped on, and it it, it, it was close to the line. I don't know. This horse stays up. What do you think? So? Yeah. I mean, he's not off stride here. Let's take a look at the slow mo. He doesn't really right there, maybe. And now, now he's good. But how about McWicked? McWicked once again for trainer Casey Coleman, who just got just had on here a couple of minutes ago, has uh, he, he's the dominant force right now in the older. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. You know, McWicked's definitely a tough horse. How about All Bets Off? He raced extremely well. Um, all Bets Off uh, was pace doing some pacing. Yeah. And uh, just you know, just got caught. You know, there's nothing. I mean, just uh, got caught behind a slow pace. And yeah. yeah. Nothing you could do. Kaylee was all over. Place in the stretch trying to get him loose. Yeah, yeah that could, that, he could be he could be ready. That, that'll yeah, be certainly right. one to watch because the charted line's not really going to look that good. Final time, 2.02 and 2 for the mile at an eighth. Uh, they're still looking at this inquiry. It shouldn't, it's probably not going to take too long. Still looking at the photograph, actually, uh, which well, I think is they, not uh, in no, I, no, I, I think that they're, they're more so looking at the inquiry than the photo. All right, so they so. went the mile in 49 and 2, the third quarter in 22 and 4. And uh, Mick Wicked is going to win for the third straight time. And uh, how about this comeback story? Mick Wicked. Now, this win is going to put him just under $3 million. It's going to put him around $2.8 million. It's going to put him over $500,000 in earnings. And they're going to look at – they're looking at this. Let's take, a, let's, let's, take a, let's take a look at it here. The question is going to be, did number four – um, filibuster hit over lose ground. That's going to be the question. I don't think he did. I don't think he. Yeah, but he it. didn't break but, until he was at the wire. But here's the thing. I don't think. But that's the problem with the breaking rule, the way it's written, is you are required to lose ground while on a break. He did not lose any ground. Now, granted, he, there was nobody around him, but he did not lose ground. So that's going to be the question here. Not necessarily was he lapped on. But the question of did well, he no, lose ground? Well, the question is, well, I, I, I don't think, I don't think he, I don't think he broke until after the wire, Mike. 
take another look at it here. Uh, the judges, again, looking at number four filibuster handover for possible violation of the breaking rule. Again, the question here is not necessarily did he break or was he lapped on. The question is going to be whether or not he lost ground. And in the judge's mind, Mike, yeah. whether or not that's going to be the consideration. I, I, you know, I have to agree with you. I, th- I don't think he comes down. But I think that's what they're looking at. Here. So the inquiry sign is posted on four filibuster Hanover. Seven Rock and Ron, I thought race 12 finished third. He's not really a, a pocket horse. He's got to be out and rolling. He didn't have an opportunity to do that. And uh, 11 all bets off is going to be one to watch. We'll keep an eye on him. And, yeah, that inquiry is going to be short-lived than it was. Five four seven eleven in race number 10. And, uh, wow, I'm, su- I'm surprised by that. But we won't talk about it, but I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Cool. And he's in the winner's circle with Casey Coleman and, and uh, Casey Coleman uh, All right. was just listen, on the show a couple well, of seconds ago. We, it's 1043. Let's, uh, let's get ready to wrap this thing up. All right. Yep. Friend. We're going uh, to send it over to Darren Gagne. Darren, of course, had a chance to do the Running Aces segment. And, let's uh, wrap the night up first. Let's wrap, well, know, kind of of wrap things up. Uh, as we went through the night, Mike, uh, what a wild night. We, we've seen some big miles. We've covered some pretty big efforts. How yeah. about Six Pack was probably the, uh, probably the biggest one. And yeah. uh, Listen, uh, she's uh, going to get Brian Sears, I think. So we got to film in it. Okay, okay. We'll stick around for a second. Yeah, six-pack brought it today, Mike. I think that might have been the best draw-dropping effort of the day. Um, I still am impressed with Fayetosa in the yep. three-year-old Philly trotting ranks. Uh, Anna Laura Hanover put in a big effort. Again. Ariana uh, G, again. That, look at this. 20-set survivor bet. 21,000 big ones. All right. 360 on the win. The exact is $35.40. The winning trifecta, $232.40. The Dime Super returns, $103.64. And Filibuster Hanover survives a very, very not questionable inquiry, in my opinion. Well, like I said, I think they made the right call. But, again, the question is, in their mind, does he lose ground? And that's, you know, the only question uh, that we have to look at in that situation. The party is just getting started here at... The Meadowlands, I believe. And I'll tell you what, we once again, we want to thank everybody here at the Meadowlands. I want to thank Jason Settlemore, Jeff Garrell, the gang. They always make us feel welcome here. And they do everywhere, Mike. Every oh, yeah. track's just been so so good to us. But uh, we're really in a great spot here as far as the vantage point goes. I mean, even though it was hot outside today, it seems like on the roof there's always a breeze. And, you know, when they put together this building, Mike, this concept, and they made this roof idea we've got the view of new york and the view of the track i think that was such forward thinking because oh, look yeah. at all the young people up here mike oh my gosh it's, it's packed up here you should see how many people are up here it's unbelievable and everybody's partying and having a great time it is a really really good atmosphere and they're at the races and they're betting and they're watching the races now you've got sports betting here at the meadowlands so let's see what happens there and uh, who jessica is jessica should be uh, she's, she's trying to get there. ryan Sears. Brian's just walking back right now with McWicked. And uh, well, I think Jessica's throwing in the towel. Is she? Yeah, she did a heck of a job tonight, by the way, Mike. She yes, did. she did. Brian's Brian's awesome, Jessica. Yeah, she said that uh, he's headed to the back. Yeah. So, All right, well, listen, we've had a lot of fun yep. on this show. We're going to toss things to Darren Gagne, and we are going to take off. We'll see everybody on Thursday with the first post of 10.30 in the morning. We're going to have Running Aces take us home. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack is the premier harness racing facility and card club in the upper Midwest. 
Located just 20 minutes north of the Twin Cities in beautiful Minnesota with seasonal live harness racing from May through September. Running Aces is the home of the $50,000 Dan Patch free-for-all pace and the $300,000 Minnesota Night of Champions. With live harness racing action three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and our signal is available on ADWs and at racebooks and simulcast facilities near you. Visit our website, runaces.com, for more information. Again, that's runaces.com. On the Sunday night program, July the 8th at Running Aces, it was highlighted by the eliminations for the 2018 Dan Patch Free-for-All Pace. Total purses in the Dan Patch Free-for-All Series, $95,000, including these elimination races. Each division of the eliminations went for $15,000. Top five horses in each elimination returned for the Dan Patch Preview on July 15th and the $50,000 Dan Patch Free-for-All Final, July 22nd. Trashy Tongue Talker was the talk of the tote board in his elimination division. He did not disappoint his backers, delivering a gutsy and stellar performance from post 7. Driver Dean McGee fired the six-year-old Archchip progeny right off the wings of the gate, while Stevensville with Rick McGee was away fast from the inside post 3 and secured the pocket position. Best in the business with Jerry Longo was on the attack from post position 6. Best in the business and Longo trying with all their might to sweep past the leader, Trashy Tongue Talker, but the Bobcat Dean McGee would have no part of that keeping Trashy Tongue Talker rolling and delivering his rival a parking ticket. The early battle resulted in blistering opening fractions of 26-1 and 53-4 and and before Best in the Business began to retreat. Stevensville began to take closer order in the pocket and take aim at the leader as they rounded for home and passed three quarters in 122. But Trashy Tongue Talker remained game and would not relent, posting a solid half-length tally, stopping the timer in 150-4 and four to equal the fastest mile ever here at Running Aces in Minnesota. 150-4 and four for Trashy Tongue Talker over Stevensville in second. The original record had been set back in 2013 by Six Gun with driver Jason Ryan. Stevensville, again, strong second in that record mile. He saved ground throughout. That was to the limit, who got up for third with Steve Wiseman. Saved ground throughout to be a clear third. Trashy Tongue Talker paid $3.60. He's owned by Terry Lee Leonard and Christopher Schick, locally trained by Brett Ballinger. Remaining qualifiers in that elimination field were Gold Star Misty, who finished fourth, and I Am An Athlete, who finished fifth. The other $15,000 elimination division went to nine ways with driver Dean McGee. He turned in a dramatic stretch rally to sweep by all of his rivals in the lane for an impressive tally win in 151-3 with a dramatic early pace in that division as well. Three-wide battle for the lead as Fire Drake and Nick Rowland charged away from the gate from post three. Hawks Red Chief and Rick McGee immediately engaged from the rail position, and Better's Promise with James Kennedy joined the fray as they headed to the quarter mile. They were three wide at the quarter pole and 26-1. and one. Fire Drake was able to wiggle his way into the pocket as Better's Promise remained parked and pressing on. Nuclear Dragon and Kyle Husted chiming in from the outside as well as they rounded for the half. They were still two and three wide, Past the half-mile marker in 54-1. and one. Hawks Red Chief was ultra-game, continued to maintain command down the backstretch, and as they continued to assert very strong pressure from the outside around the final turn.
They passed three quarters in 122 and three. The three wide battle heated up and sizzled once again. Nine ways threw his hat into the ring on the outside. Nuclear Dragon was surging past the leader. Fire Drake was finding room on the inside. But Nine Ways was fastest of all in the lane to the wire, drawing away to win by a length and a quarter in 151 and three. Over Nuclear Dragon, a big mile in second, and Fire Drake finishing third. The other qualifiers were Hawks Red Chief, who finished fourth, and Better's Promise uh, secured fifth. Better's Promise also advancing to the final. Nine ways, this elimination division winner, $33.60 payoff for that one. Four-year-old gelded son of Del Marvelous, owned by Antonia Storer of Lebanon, Ohio, and trained by Denise Mayer. The Bobcat Dean McGee, the winning driver in this elimination as well, on nine ways. Also, Sunday's program featured $12,000 open handicap trotting event. And Banker Volo back to the winner's circle of running aces. Rick McGee drove Banker Volo over Silver Load. Those were the two headliners in the field, and they battled in the early stages, passing a quarter in 27-3. Steve Wiseman and Pride Crest making a sweeping move at the 3-8 marker. Another breath immediately launched a first-over attack on the new leader as Pride Crest had taken command. Well, as they routed for home, Banker Volo was tipping, and Banker Volo gets up to win it in 155. Banker Volo over another breath, and Ideal Jesse a long shot with James Yoder closing in for third position. Banker Volo again, 155 winner in the $12,000 open trot on Sunday night. Paid $10.20 to win. Banker Volo is owned by Geraldine Rowland, trained by Jenny King. The Bobcat, Dean McGee, had a fantastic night on Sunday night, July the 8th. Five wins on the program on Sunday night for the Bobcat, Dean McGee. And Rick McGee also had a hat trick. So the McGee family winning eight out of 12 races here, running aces on a Sunday evening. And Tuesday night's program featured the Mayor's Open Pace and Kiss on the Lips back in top form. She picked up the victory. But Delightfully Wild with Moody Swenson was last week's winner in this event. She was sent off as the even money choice, coupled in the wagering with Better Lady, the stable mate. Delightfully Wild uh, set sail from post six to establish command early. Kiss on the Lips and Nick Rowland fired from post five. Those two mares remain the top two positions throughout, peeling off fractions of 27 and 1, 56 and 1, 124 and 1. And then turning for home, Nick Rowland guided Kiss on the Lips to the inside passing lane. The two mares, Kiss on the Lips and Delightfully Wild, battled through the stretch. Kiss on the Lips getting up to win it by a neck over Delightfully Wild, with stablemate Better Lady closing well to pick up third money. Kiss on the Lips paid $7.80 to win in the feature on Tuesday night. The mayor's open pace going for $12,000. Win number five on the season in 26 races for Kiss on the Lips. She has now bankrolled $41,054. She's owned by Peg Hoffman and trained by Jerry Longo. Hard Cold Cash on Tuesday night completed a four-race winning streak with another strong performance in the $10,000 winner's overpace, sweeping by the leaders and taking command just past the quarter pole, then holding the field at bay, scoring a solid length and three-quarter victory in 153-3 and three with the Bobcat Dean McGee driving for Denise Mayer, the trainer, and the owner, Antonia Storer. Hard cold cash, four wins in a row at running aces, completing that winning streak just this Tuesday night.
And coming up this Sunday, the $11,000 open trot, field of six going postward. Banker Volo looks to make it two wins in a row. Another breath finished second. Kyle Husted would be coming in to drive that one in the open trot on Sunday night. Pride Crest had a flat tire at the 7-8 pole, uh, finished fourth, beating only a length and a half. In that race, nonetheless, Ideal Jesse was a long shot, hard charging third. So all the contenders from last week will be back, and Banker Volo will try to top the field once again. And also on the program, we have the big feature, the $15,000 Dan Patch Preview Pace. These horses are the ones that were qualified in the eliminations last week. For the Dan Patch Finals, seven of them have entered to race this week. The top 10 will come back for the $50,000 final next week. Gold Star Misty drew the rail for this weekend. Fire Drake post two. Better's Promise has the three. Nine ways from post four. Then Stevensville and Rick McGee from post five. To the limit with Wiseman from post six. And Nuclear Dragon Kyle Husted from post seven. So a big battle here on Sunday night. $15,000 feature of the Dan Patch free-for-all pace preview. And again, the final for $50,000 will be one week from this Sunday. Running Aces is guaranteeing the 50-cent late pick four wager on Sunday night. Guarantee $10,000. And the current guarantee on Tuesday night, $7,500. Guaranteed pulls in the 50-cent late pick four at Running Aces. And don't forget, we have live racing three nights a week, every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday.